Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. This Tuesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, com. We'll pick up where we left off yesterday. Good show, and uh, we'll continue to do that in our uh, hour three commercial free. And uh, the Dow will make three in studio. So we'll sit down to dinner time with uh, all of us uh, here in the Kiva with a giant data dump of information for you. Uh, Dowd uh, promises to go extensively. And uh, what will we be covering in hour number three today, Dowd? Uh, well, you know, the inflation number is the big one, of course, but also there is a report that the Census Bureau issues once a year, and it is if you could only see one federal report on data for all the policy wonks in America, this is the one we all look forward to. It comes out every September, and we will unpack that in the third hour. I'd like to uh, take credit for the fact that uh, we told you so. We told you how this is going to go. Um, This was a bloodbath on Wall Street today. If you have money in the market, uh, you have less than you did yesterday. Uh, Every indices uh, uh, went south with the exception of the 10-year Treasury, which went rocketed up uh, 3.36%. By the way, that's a large uh, oil down Euro down under a buck. The Dow Jones Industrial Average shrank nearly 4%. Uh, we'll go sub 31 tomorrow. We tried to sort of let you know what was happening. Joe Biden, uh, in his uh, infinite wisdom, decided to go ahead and do his uh, inflation repair uh, signing today. Uh, the man's timing is, uh, and cover-up is un- always. uncanny how how... Like, literally, as the market finishes, he's ruling out, well, we're battling, we're battling back. The man is consistent drama. Uh, the major news network, CBS, ABC, NBC, Cumulus Media, uh, all the rest of the big uh, media that is out there is running cover for the show, and it's going to hurt you. Uh, the balance sheets have been bad for some time. The printing of money, the relief, the economic relief that has continued to come down uh, will not allow even a fool to survive, uh, uh, despite uh, the best wishes. Uh, Just saying that you are not in a recession, despite being in a recession, does not mean you are not in a recession. I am fully convinced that people are either drunk or high to believe the crap and vote the way they have done for this amount of time. And Given what we talked about yesterday, I had several calls today from people who were talked to me about their children, 14 and 15 year olds who are experiencing exactly what Alex Berenson, exactly what Alex Berenson has, has uh, stated what takes place. Folks, you now have people getting schizophrenia as we stated yesterday. And I don't know that if it's not worth a revisit today to talk about it, it's that important. While the government is bragging and saying hooray and just lauding the fact that they have received record numbers and we have a record numbers per capita in the country. We are number one in the entire country on a per capita basis for cannabis dispensaries and licensees. You cannot make this stuff up. Whatever can be made up, well, it's all here in New Mexico. 
We saw the new numbers coming out. Hard to believe somehow Michelle Lujan Grisham made more donations, more funding for her campaign going into the third quarter. And it just shows that the entire, and, and by the way, Mr. Arnold, author of the Honor Arnold Tool, uh, it's the reason why you have record crime rates in addition to uh, the drug use rates uh, that are out there. You know, the Arnold tool is something that was installed. He donated $10,000 to Michelle Lujan Grisham. Uh, might as well have been uh, George Soros. I don't know what else we can possibly do at this point to sort of steer you into a different direction. But if the Dow Jones Industrial Average slid nearly 1,300 points today, and I have already told you that it's a three-quarter point increase. In fact, it's certain. It is certain that it's a three-quarter point increase. Wall Street has done their best wishing well that they can, and they're wishing right now. And we're going to start off here because Dowd's got a little bit of a report. I read it. It was in the Albuquerque Journal, and I'm going to go to the journal article. Dowd's going to go to the press release, and we're going to talk about exactly what is wrong. It's the nepotism. It's the glad-handing. It's the... Um, Cowboy corruption, if you will, and just about a minute, minute and a half time, and Dowd will probably do a deeper dive later on. But uh, we're handing out $200,000 jobs to people who are non-New Mexico residents so they can lobby on behalf of the University of New Mexico, Dowd. Yeah, this was a, uh, and Eddie saw the uh, a different coverage of this, and he'll get into uh, his perspective, which is much deeper than my perspective. Uh, I just, uh, as I do for the listeners and for, uh, of course, our subscribers, I scour every New Mexico government website every day because there's a lot of PR being pushed out uh, and it, it, they kind of give away all the uh, trouble that they cause the rest of us. This was just a simple press release uh, by the University of New Mexico. Uh, the headline, UNM alumnus wins prestigious law award. It's another accolade for University of New Mexico alumnus and Bay Area named super lawyer, Lauren Keeve. Uh, he has been awarded the John H. Perrine Achievement Award on behalf of the Senior Lawyers Division of the American Bar Association now, something that really sticks in my craw is the phenomenon of the ultra-left Marxist UNM Law School Department that you are paying for as a taxpayer. And listen, go be a Marxist if you want to be, but if this is a public, allegedly a public university, is there any kind of balance? Do they have any kind of moderate, conservative, libertarian, constitutionalist professors on that staff? None that I've seen any evidence of. So I just saw this guy's name. I said, nah, I'm, I always suspect uh, anything coming out of the UNM Law School. So let me dig into this guy a little bit. And the first place I always go, of course, is the Federal Election Commission to see what kind of donations he gives. Folks, uh, I have to I have to download the spe spreadsheet to, to get it all. Uh, there have been, uh, according to the federal records, 396 donations under the name Lauren Eve since 2008, uh, a lawyer out of California. Over, I mean, all of them so far that I've looked at, Democrats, uh, some of these donations are significant, $1,000, $1,200, $10,000 to the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee back in 2013. Uh, of course, Udall and uh, and Ben Ray uh, and Deb Holland, that sort of thing. Boy, he spreads his money around to majority of which are Democrats out of uh, our, our state. Uh, Maisie, crazy Maisie, uh, Hirono, uh, just on and on. And, you know, Elizabeth Warren, Tim Kaine. Uh, he started giving in 2008, of course, to Barack Obama. Uh, Lots Debbie, of Democrat money all over the place. Eddie, Yep. These donations, the smallest one I've seen so far is 125. The biggest is $10,000. There's 396 of them. This guy must have given hundreds of thousands of dollars to Democrats. I haven't seen any Republicans yet. And you're paying for a press release to promote this guy. And I just tweeted out on our shadow band Twitter account. Uh, UNM uh, announces an award being given to one of its alumnus 
uh, to one of its alumni. Uh, he happens to be a big Democratic Party donor. Shocking, isn't it, folks? We will also talk about a uh, brand new job on the uh, flip side of that, on that all the big money. Remember that all the handouts that were given, all the welfare, making sure that the economic security is more important than the educational security of our children. And uh, she's running on educational platform. Uh, we are now continuing to continuing to be 50th out of 50 in terms of reporting. The kids count uh, surveys have come out, uh, folks. This is a governor who should be removed from office. It's why we had impeachmlg.com. It's why we signed over 9,000 in all a number of uh, people who wanted to impeach MLG. That was a certifiable document that will exist if she were to get reelected. And right now, it's not looking too promising for Mark Ronchetti. So I highly, I highly implore you, if you are for Mark Ronchetti, you want to make a difference, it's time to get involved. Put your money where your mouth is. Get out, help the man out on the streets, knock doors, walk neighborhoods, and uh, become a pollster. And I know that a number of people uh, have already uh, joined in on that. Uh, we're doing a little something of our own for the election because uh, I just don't believe that there's any election integrity. So more on that a little bit later. We'll pick it up uh, with uh, a couple of, with the money uh, runs for the gubernatorial race. Also the uh, a brand new $192,000 job for the chief of staff for Mayor Keller. The rats are leaving the ship. Talk about that when we return. man who was here in studio, uh, Ken Starr passed away, died at the age of 76. You might remember him for uh, finding the devil with the blue dress. Oh, wait, wait, the devil and a blue dress. Yeah, that would, of course, uh, be none other than uh, Handsome Bill. You know, uh, he was the first left-handed president. Wow. Yeah, Bill Clinton. Yeah, it was crazy. We don't want to know what his right hand was doing. Most oh, oh, I was waiting for something. Had to, had to. Was, <laughs> a little bit of feedback here. You see me here. weighing the ethics of that comment. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, was just, I, was, I was letting it stir to see where that would go. Yeah. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Monica, oh, let's see. Albuquerque ranked fifth most foul-mouthed city. Uh, Tommy Lopez doing the hard-hitting news at KOB Channel 4 today. Yeah, uh, folks in New Mexico like to swear more than people in almost every part of the country, according to the website, word tips. Yeah, hot, hot. I don't know how many times do you visit what word tips a day, but I go there all the time. No, uh, folks, uh, this is nothing more than the very thing that you should not be paying attention to. Nobody cares. This is something that uh, somewhat popcorn for the mind. Oh, did you find that out? People need to go click on my website. This is how war uh, websites start up. <laughs> they put out dumb little surveys like this. Record, record murders in Albuquerque, not on the no. not on the uh, the paper of record here in the Duke City doesn't seem to be all that concerned. We'll pay attention about every single thing. Uh, uh, by the way, I want to thank the Albuquerque Journal for not delivering the paper today. I don't think you were missed. So just uh, FYI, Albuquerque was ranked fifth on the list of U.S. cities. New Mexico came in third amongst all states. Well, you don't say. Way to go, Tommy Lopez. I'm sure you worked hard during journalism school to uh, get to that point where you could report on uh, Slay the Dragon. <laughs> Slay the Dragon. <laughs> I want to change the world. I want to be a journalist. I want to make a difference. 
Tommy Lopez. Tommy. I uh, did listen to uh, Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, 8 p.m. He was absolutely amazing. Uh, well, most of what he was pulling last night, I wanted to just uh, before I jump into the uh, the recent winners of the New Mexico lottery. <clears throat> you're politicians, by the way. <laughs> the only way to get rich in New Mexico, uh, it's not doing oil anymore. Uh, we got another oil company filing bankruptcy in the cinema. An oil company filing bankruptcy. What kind of, what kind of thing? What's going on in this crazy place? Uh, ground zero last night. Uh, AE911truth.org. Just watch the videos, folks. There's over 31,000 architects, engineers, um, unbelievable numbers of people. You can watch all this. You can watch the write-ups, the physics of this kind of stuff. Um, talking about Building 7, where the CIA was located, in addition to, oh, I don't know, a whole host of other government agencies. And that building literally fell just like a stone or a pebble. Uh, from either of your hands it fell on that kind of speed and can only have been done with uh i was watching uh thermite uh, videos last night i got so into this whole entire thing i'm like oh my gosh look at that thing it's just going right through the car four thousand degrees fahrenheit oh we're not gonna listen to this stuff Eddie. if you think the government did this stuff who who are you what kind of what kind of radio station is this to the far right of the am dial Architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth. Uh, check it out. I highly recommend it. I won't drone on about any of that stuff. Um, that was 21 years ago, two days ago. And uh, I watched the um, Hulu uh, series on all that. Highly recommend uh, you uh, watch that. Watch uh, the heroes who, unbeknownst to them, they have no idea. What's really uh, telling is the firefighters and the reactions uh, to the explosions that were going on in the buildings yes folks a building doesn't just fall like that if it has no exterior damage or interior damage uh, but uh, that is something that happened so uh, take a look at that if you don't mind 550 50 500 do you want to text in okay so the rats are leaving the ship over the city of albuquerque i was really hoping it'd be somebody else i was hoping it would be larry rael <laughs> they finally got the man right i wasn't driving drunk I'm sure he wasn't. It was 9, 9.30 in the morning. But why'd you flee the scene? Why'd you check out? You know, Sean Willoughby went after him. That was kind of interesting. I did tell you that I ran into old Larry over at, uh, uh, what was it, Ruth Chris? Huh? I'm surprised that steakhouse is still open. I mean, who, who eats there? Oh, politician rubbing elbows, right? The, the man who ran for governor in 2014, now cheap of, now the, uh, what, what is Lawrence Rael's uh, official title? All I know is it's, the highest paid position in the city of Albuquerque. Well, now um, they're shedding some weight. They're going lighter, fitter, trimmer. No, they're expanding their budget. The University Chief of New Mexico. Administrative Office. Oh, CAO. Okay. And uh, well, how much does he make? He's over 200 oh, k right? Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's uh, in, order to, in, in order to afford those nice Ruth Chris steakhouses, steaks, you know, you get one of those uh, tomahawk chops, you know. Oh my gosh! At least he's spending local. Yeah, that's, a, that's very. Ruth Chris is very local. <laughs> <laughs> University of New Mexico has tapped Albuquerque Mayor Tim Keller's chief of staff. Oh, he's like, well, this isn't going as quite as well as I thought. No, um, he's going to be the University of New Mexico's top lobbyist from one government cheese position to another. Michael, I can't even pronounce your last name. Puye was named UNM's chief government relations officer. Yes, we, we really need the university, who is the largest employer in the state of New Mexico, and uh, we really need to teach it to have uh, relations with the uh, government. What? 
they get every single thing they ask for. They've got an, an amazing number of tenured professors who never have to worry about anything for the rest of their life so long as they, you know, recommend that we have, um, what are they called? Uh, safe space, safe speech zones and all of that, uh, those wonderful things that UNM is known for. I'm, some days I am embarrassed that I graduated from there with two degrees. I really am. I was like, what? You know, you took the conquistador off of my diploma? What is this? <laughs> He'll oversee all government and community relations activities, whatever that means. Physician reports directly to the University of New Mexico uh, president. He starts his job October the 10th. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. What is Tim Keller going to do? Who's he going to go to? I mean, he lost his chief uh, aviation gal. What was her name? Where did she go? Sarita. No. No. Sarita. Sarita. Oh, Sarita. Sarita was, yes. she, she took off to help out Michelle Lujan Grisham, I think. Isn't, she's doing something. She who wears short shorts. She doesn't wear short shorts. Yeah, Naika Allen Nair. was the one who went to yeah. California. She was the aviation uh, director. Yeah. Sarita Nair and then Naika. Naika Allen. She gave a, a pretty interesting TED Talk. She got to go look at up her TED, TED Talk. Yeah, she, she did a TED Talk about sexual harassment. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, it, could, it couldn't be about increasing your in, passenger in the, count. In the most, airport in the most ironic of all speeches, uh, <laughs> she gave a speech on uh, <clears throat> irony of ironies. Uh -huh. There we go. Too bad Ken Starr wasn't in for that one. UNM President Garnet Strokes shows Pue for UNM hired the search from Corn Ferry, whatever that means. Uh, I've never heard of the search firm Corn Ferry. You hooked up with them, Dow, for your no, new, new, new job? I don't travel in those circles. <laughs> An applicant sent their questions and applications directly to the firm. He's embraced public service throughout his career and brings us blah, 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 da, 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 da. Cinnamon Blair, uh, yep, now taking the stage. Cinnamon, a university spokeswoman. Said Pueh will have a base salary of $192,000 annually. Sweet. Nice digs if you can get it. Uh, they'll be celebrating tonight probably at Ruth Chris or wherever else they have their hoity-toity uh, gatherings. Uh, that's what you get for having the highest murder rate, being the cheapest staff uh, on record and uh, probably one of the most irresponsible tenures of any mayoral leadership, I think, in the history of this. Fair to say? Oh. Uh, yeah, here. Scarf boy. He's a winner. Whew. All right, so let's go to uh, the other news, which is how in the hell did Michelle Lujan Grisham raise this money? Well, uh, it's pretty easy to tell you. Oh, by the way, uh, we might be getting a scanner. Uh, I'm using my uh, inside, maybe after that uh, opening for the second segment there. I may not be getting it anymore. Uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham outraises Mark Ronchetti, as uh, he was called by uh, Ron DeSantis. It's Mark Ronchetti, Mark Ronchetti as the race for governor heats up. I, I would just, I, I'd love to have, and, and nothing with male, female, but I just think it's, you know, remember they used to say, uh, we got next in the WNBA. <laughs> Karen Bedoni is doing her best controlled opposition on behalf of uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham. She's going to become the most hated woman in New Mexico, by the way, after this election, if it doesn't go the right way, Karen. Uh, the incoming governor reported raising 2.6 million, uh, which is 2.6 million more than Karen Bedoni. And uh, or more than the uh, she has a total of more than ten million dollars. Wow, because I think that's the most ever for a gubernatorial candidate. Oh, yeah. I think that's a record number mm -hmm. that wasn't thrust into this. Uh, more than nine point seven million raised when the first running for governor in twenty eighteen. So uh, you like her more this term than last term. Well, she's got a wonderful record to run on. Uh, yeah, pot. unknown quantity four yeah. years ago. Energy Transition Act. She's done everything uh, uh, wrong. Uh, she's the shutdown queen. 
Uh, for his part, Ron Kennedy reported raising $2.4 million. Good job, Mark. Uh, against all the odds, against all the media, against every single person. Um, by the way, I, I, I hope you win, sir. I really do. He spent $1.4 on TV, $2.4 in his campaign war chest uh, to kind of whittle it on down. And uh, Dowd, let me give you a number, to a name to look at, okay? Uh, <clears throat> John D. Arnold, a philanthropist in Houston. Uh, so just look up John D. Arnold in Houston. I'll let uh, Dowd's head explode. Right I'm sorry, I was that. too busy uh, looking up Thomas Secunda. He's another oh, yeah. uh, billionaire who gave her money uh, in addition to Melinda Gates. Yeah, Melinda Gates. Uh, uh, she's doling out uh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates, uh, his first company wasn't Microsoft, incidentally. It was a traf- uh, trafomatic. I don't know if you know that. We have crappy traffic here. Well, uh, you don't have... You don't have Bill Gates to thank for that. He literally took that and sold that off, and then he bought the uh, operating system that eventually came Microsoft. But that's a story for another day. John D. Arnold maxed out 10-4 to Luhan Grisham. Uh, Ron Ketty, he's getting oil and gas, and uh, he's getting ranching and farming. Uh, you know, good elbow grease, good blue-collar workers uh, out there, and uh, that's what we're doing. So... Heading down into the uh, final turn here, down the stretch they come. It is uh, Luhan Grisham versus Ronchetti. And uh, the only thing that um, <clears throat> old uh, Karen Bedoni could do is play spoil. John D. Arnold in 10 seconds, Dowd, very quickly. Uh, yes, a former Enron executive, mm. uh, founder of Arnold Ventures, LLC. He and his wife, of course, are behind the Arnold Foundation, heavily involved in criminal justice. Ah, there you go. Back after a quick break here in the Kiva. You can thank Michelle Lujan Grisham and Tim Keller for the rate of crime. feeling that great not not on top of the world no, no we're not doing any of that today we're no no sing songs song 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 yeah we can go all day uh, by the way the most uh, i was just reading this this is all organic compounds contain carbon so uh, your carbon footprint no matter where it is <laughs> if it's organic uh there you go <laughs> it's more more science more weird science let's trust the vax trust Pfizer. Well, we got into that uh, conversation yesterday about the people who are taking the vax and they're pulling these weird strains out of people's bodies. Gross. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely uh, disgusting. Um, but uh, you know, we shared all of that. Let me uh, kind of get back uh, into it uh, if we can, because it was it, it was pretty bad. Epic Times actually uh, wrote about this, and uh, it's. We, we know that fertility is down. We went over Singapore yesterday, right? Um, 99% of the population of Singapore, like it's against the law if you don't take the vaccine. You can't chew gum in Singapore since 1992. You're also required to take the vaccine and their fertility rate went down their, <laughs> from the time that they started taking the vaccine, not at the start of COVID, since, it's, since they started taking the vaccine, went down to 1.2, like out of nowhere. Life expectancy is dropping everywhere. It's not because of COVID. I listened to your crap radio station, KANW, this morning as you are making your pleas to please donate now for the honest, accurate news. And then it went straight into all the vaccines and people living with long COVID. And (laughs) I've been living with the effects of COVID for two years. And 
thanks to NPR. It's crap, folks. It's propaganda. Daily propaganda served up soft and nice, like it's <laughs> doing something for the community. Sort of, sort of, sort of. Yeah. So the new COVID-19 vaccine boosters are coming. Uh, it's going to be annualized now because Big Pharma is definitely involved. And you're subsidizing it. Isn't that right, Doubt? Yeah. Uh, and, and this is some great, great work by Alex Berenson. And I know we, we do reference Alex a lot, but th- this is the, the hour of, of, of Alex. Um, we haven't, Eddie, we, we used to talk in the early days about uh, more and so many other issues have come along uh, about the situation in Africa and how mm-hmm. if this was the worst disease in the history of the world than the poorest continent on earth with what you know billions of people uh will be wiped out there should be anyone anyone left alive um alex is 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 uh is is going at is going at this this issue of of supplying the vaccines uh to uh to to the poor benighted peoples of the world first i'm going to run this uh word by you gavi g-a-v-i comma the vaccine alliance gavi the vaccine alliance a public-private partnership, and I, you know, I'm just so disgusted with this whole vaccine. I'm not interested in the vaccine. I haven't taken the vaccine. I have no intention of taking the vaccine. There's no reason that I've ever seen to take this so-called vaccine. So I haven't followed it as closely. But Gavi, comma, the Vaccine Alliance is a public-private partnership that helps vaccinate half the world's children against some of the world's deadliest diseases. Uh, and of course, you always got to look at, you know, who's who's behind all this. Uh, it brings together developing country and donor governments, the World Health Organization, UNICEF. The World Bank, the vaccine industry, shocking, I know, wow. technical agencies, civil society, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and other private sector partners. Okay. They have been boasting about uh, the, uh, the vaccines that they're distributing uh, uh, to, the, uh, to the third world. And so here is a letter uh, that just went up on Alex, Alex's Substack today, uh, late morning, East Coast time. So he just sent this uh, a message to Pfizer and Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance. I'm a former New York Times reporter who now has hundreds of thousands of followers on Substack and Twitter. For over a year, I've raised questions about the efficacy and side effect profile of the mRNA vaccines. Uh, But to be clear, I am not an anti-vaxxer. I'm writing to ask what happened to the 500 million mRNA COVID shots that Pfizer manufactured for Gavi under its June 2021 agreement with the United States government. Uh, Your press release said that under the plan, 200 million doses of the Pfizer uh, BioNTech uh, vaccine will be delivered in 2021, starting in August, with a further 300 million shipped in the first half of 2022. Uh, The language does not say uh, any of the doses are optional or maybe produced or delivered. And in fact, it's a specific delivery schedule. Hoping Gavi and Pfizer can explain whether all 500 million doses were in fact delivered where they were delivered, and how many, if any, have been transferred to the nations eligible to receive them, the so-called, quote, 92 economies eligible for donor-funded vaccines, as well as member states of the African Union. If Gavi or Pfizer can provide any information on final demand for these mRNA doses, either by country or cumulatively, I'd appreciate that too. Media reports from many countries have suggested that demand for COVID vaccines is now quite low. And some countries have already disposed of That's right. expired COVID vaccine doses. All right, folks, you want real world data on this. This is the African Union, which is kind of like an intergovernmental organization for Africa. Let um, me jump in real quick here. Uh, they bought a bunch of advertising and propaganda as soon as you uh, run a search. OK, it's very interesting. COVID infection rates in Africa. The, first, the second sponsored ad is for COVID-19 impact va- vastly underestimated in African countries. 
Gavi.org. They bought that. And it's for example, exactly this reason to run the interference. When you look at uh, Gavi, the first four companies, the first four things that come up, Bill and Melinda Gates and UNICEF, in addition to a couple of uh, the World uh, Bank uh, as well. Doubt? Yeah. Uh, and again, this is from the African Union, uh, just, just uh, so we know going into these data, what, what, what to compare them to the overall population. 1.2 billion people in Africa. Uh, actually, this is a couple years old. It might, might be 1.3 billion by now. So here's the African Union's COVID dashboard. Uh, let's see. 626 million doses administered. Uh, and I assume some of those are going to be double doses for the population of 1.2, 1.3 uh, Percent of doses utilized so far. And of course, don't some of these spoil after a time? 66.3% of doses utilized. I wonder, I'd like to unpack that statistic and see what exactly that means. That's more than a little disturbing. But here's the, here's the money stat, folks. Percent of the continent or the members of the African Union fully vaccinated. 21.6%. One in five fully vaccinated. And they don't want to be vaccinated because they don't buy into this fluff. And one of the reasons why is... The prevalence of a very cheap drug, uh, one which is Nobel Prize winning back in 2017, known as ivermectin. Uh, those dosages were held back away from the uh, industrialized countries, if you will. I don't want to call anything third world or anything like that. Um, the United States, Europe, all the various. They don't use that. They took um, measures to make sure that in the event that something would happen, they always have ivermectin. They have staved off some of the worst diseases, uh, obviously malaria. I think there's a, a huge number of people who, um, you know, the Ebola uh, is one of the reasons why they use uh, ivermectin as well. So people need to pay attention to their reaction and how they address this versus what we've done. The third world has actually outperformed the modern industrialized world when it comes to COVID. The two things that have worked against you, one is vaccination. Now we find out that the people who have vaccinations uh, are getting infected more. And if they're boosted, they have a sin uh, sincerely higher um, infection rate uh, than those who just are masked and just get the uh, regular dose from the beginning. Doubt? Yeah, and I, I will I will put a, a pin on this and just to say uh, a bow, a cherry, whatever on this to say, okay, so if you're inclined to say, oh, those ignorant Africans, you know, that 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 continent's kind of a train wreck, let's face it, <laughs> terrible poverty. Uh, they're so ignorant. Um, do you they know healthcare. Do, do you think the Republic of Korea is a, is a wealthy, well-educated, uh, modern society? They have faster internet there than we do here in the United States. Yesterday, the Korea Times reported that the ROK has already dumped 6 million doses of the so-called vaccine for COVID in July. And they're reporting that nearly 10 million COVID-19 vaccines may be discarded in their country by the end of 2022. So if you want to make this about lives. dumb people Saving in the third lives. world, it doesn't get much more advanced than the Republic of Korea, ladies and gentlemen. So maybe people at both ends of the spectrum are wising up to this. And let's not forget, when the government decided it wanted to treat you, it wanted to make sure that you were remdesivered and you were vented. And four out of five people who went into the University of New Mexico hospital who had remdesivered and were vented died. Once they got you on that table, your countdown to death was somewhere between 15 to 21 days. The number of uh, reports, although they're all verbally and from family members, anecdotal, Eddie, I wish we would have listened to you. Eddie, I tried to get him to listen to you. Ed, Eddie, we should have listened to you during your mayoral campaign. We should listen to your congressional campaign. Yeah, you should have listened because we would have told you they did not have your 
best interests in mind. We know how long it takes to develop a vaccine. We were driving this via data. We had no data. We couldn't trust the science because we had to see results. Generally, vaccines take anywhere from four to six years to develop. And you can't just have a smidgen, you know, hundreds of particles. You need hundreds of thousands of particles and uh, in, in pieces of that um, infection in order to finally develop that vaccine. And that's why there are so many people who are negatively impacted and have adverse reactions uh, to the vaccine. 550-5500. Who's accountable for the trillions of dollars being spent by Darth Biden? <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> How much of his campaign money for Dems across the country is coming from the inflation reduction bill? Hmm. Uh, Karen is really wrecking things. This is not a time for egos. Yes. Well, Karen uh, is very stupid. She is a stupid, stupid person. That's about all I can say. And there are people who hate the Republican Party. Uh, There are people who don't want change. And just Karen's presence in this race could be the deciding factor whether or not Ron Ketty wins or loses and us getting a different direction. Do you want more of the same of what we've had for the last four years? I mean, this is a woman who ran on <clears throat> economic growth, new things. She had Republicans jumping to her side. Uh, she ran on educational prowess. Remember her moonshot for education? How's that worked out? Look at those new reading scores. Look at the rest of that stuff. We'll pick it up uh, right there when we return. Here in the Kiva last segment of the first hour, on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. We'll pick it up from there. More on COVID when we return. Text in advertisers uh you know come on board you know an advertiser called today and i I thought he was calling uh to cancel his advertisement and that he had been on for like eight years i had talked to him in years it just runs his ad i just keep sending him business you know i'm a good salesperson but it's really nice to be able to sell on the air you know hundreds thousands keep businesses alive you know keep things going have a good loyal following know that we have your back we're taking care of you but he called in just to tell me, thank you. Just a simple thank you. Thank you, Eddie, for what you do. And we thank all of our advertisers. The best way to thank us is to thank them. Patronize their businesses, folks. It's uh, that easy. Just show up and say, hey, I heard it on the Kiva. Kiva. I heard it on Eddie's station. I heard it on the Rock of Talk. Whatever you, however you refer to me. You know, that a-hole that's on the air. Remember, we're the fifth most foul louse, according to Tommy, Tommy Lopez here. How long before Tommy Lopez leaves the market <laughs> are, are the people who are involved in, um, you know, I met uh, Jessica Karate the other day. Yeah, she's uh, uh, at the, the concert for Bush and Allison Shane does. I was like, that's pretty cool. You still know? a big supporter of abortion on demand? I have no idea, but I just wanted to let you know that I did uh, not, not here to kind of fish into any of that kind of stuff, but she's been around forever. She has been around for a very long time, and you you kind of like, like that. Like your unborn children, she wants to. Well, remember, Carl- oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, come on, come on. Can I just can I, can we just say something complimentary here? Uh, Carlos, uh, what, what's her name? Arag- Aragon, Carla Aragon. Remember, she used to be on like forever, 
you had uh, Howard Morgan. He did the he did the weather forever. Um, you know, uh, Johnny Morris, like they they like the people who invest in the community. Now, uh, Albuquerque is just a stepping stone. Like the the, the former chief of staff. Oh, we're going someplace else, bigger and better things. Get noticed and move on. Have you noticed that? Like the investment is only for so long. Even TJ Trout picked up and uh, went somewhere else. We sort of was like, hey, there's this guy, Eddie Aragon. He's getting way too much attention. We've tried to go ahead and take out the FM translator. We tried to take, we try to wipe him out. Uh, we don't give him any air when he was, runs for public office. We do all these things, and the guy is still on the air. Can you do something? <laughs> Snap a pencil. Can you just start talking about, like, sex and lewd behavior and be pro-pot on, the, on our air? Like, yeah, you want your pro-pot guy? Yeah, go listen to... I don't have to talk about a big stick, you know, to get attention here, folks. I'm, I'm six foot four, you know, two fifty, And, uh, well, <clears throat> we'll leave it right there. Uh, by the way, uh, incidentally, I'm not sure if I told you during this broadcast, uh, Bill Clinton was left-handed. Yeah. <clears throat> Eddie SARS COVID two is a coronavirus. Colds are coronaviruses. Yes. Coronaviruses mutate constantly. Yes. We have never developed a successful coronavirus True. and it isn't from a lack of trying. Many lab animals have been killed trying arrogant of them to think this would be the first well how do you how do you make money keep saying that you have something to treat that same problem forever that's it that, that, that's what you do okay and know that it's an unsolvable problem that you'll always need help with because you have sold them the fear fear is the best motivation you know what else is paired up really nicely with fear like a chianti and ignorance fear and ignorance will get you absolutely nowhere and when you don't read and you're high and you're drunk all day guess what you believe what other people tell you and you don't have a gut anymore because you're high or drunk or just stupid or uneducated or i mean i could continue on and on but why 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 all right uh, more stuff Mark got a good news spot this morning on Fox. Oh, did Mark Mark Mark, Mark Ronchetti was on Fox News? Good. National. Uh, too bad uh, conservatives don't walk it, uh, watch it anymore. <laughs> that's that's unfortunate. The still, fog, the still looking can... for where Tucker went on election night. <laughs> now, if Mark Ronchetti was on Tucker Carlson talking about the lockdowns, then you you then then come and talk to me. Get Mark Ronchetti talking about Michelle Lujan Grisham. On Tucker Carlson, and in my opinion, you get a you get a two point bump. That's that I think that's about what I'll take. Uh, Jeremy Gay uh, was on. He took the whole thing that I was talking about, and he ran with that on Laura Ingram, who's not a Trump supporter any longer. Um, and uh, I don't know if that helped him a lot, but Jeremy Gay's got new ads going up. Uh, by the way, the same people designed my ads designed Jeremy Gay's ads. So there you go, pretty exciting. Good stuff. They should have been on. Here, Kiwi Kim Vias. That's right. Belen. She graduated the year behind me in 1993. There it is. Uh, that's very cool. Kim Vias. She's cool. She's good people. Kim has been around forever. She's been doing the new news forever. Her husband's a firefighter. I've, I've hung out with her a few times. You know, very tall, very nice. You know, good family. Yeah, everything. And and I went I went to a Matanza with her. You know what happens to Matanzas, right? Yes. Yeah. Massacre. Poor, it's a, poor little piggy. <laughs> I had to shoot one one time. Hello, Eddie. You share my concerns about Mark may not win. I hope we're both. I hope we're both wrong. That's why fear is the motivator. Fear and ignorance. If you don't know, you're going to try your best to try, you know throw money and try to help him. Hey, the weatherman needs some help. Let's go help him. I can't stand that that little short thing up in Santa Fe anymore. Uh, they don't feel that way. 
the people up in Mora, they're all sorts of stupid. They really are. He doesn't know anything. He's a weatherman. No, uh, trust me. He is anything is better than Michelle Lujan Grisham, and Mark Ronchetti is considerably better than uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham. Hope we're both wrong. In my opinion, SP will hand MLG another win. Steve Pierce. Oh, someone came out with a Steve Pierce. I'm not saying the Republican Party work as hard as it needs to to help Ron Ketty. By the way, help Mark Ron Ketty, everything else down the ballot work. The same way Steve uh, Pierce handed uh, Keller another win. Yeah, right. I did get to use the office. I was trying to just build up the Republican Party, especially going into the gubernatorial election. You may not agree with me, but this has been and is my opinion. Good. No, you were entitled to your opinion. I'm happy to read it. Um, the NFL running Pfizer ads on Sunday night football, Pfizer and BioNTech. <laughs> wow. Yeah. NFL is not for long. It hasn't been for long for me for a while. Uh, <clears throat> I was very happy to see the Dallas Cowboys lose. Uh, Dowd, can you now name the worst pre people in New Mexico who oh, they are? All uh, can, four? I want the characteristics. Oh Lord. Okay. If they so. have you, if you have the four characteristics, you are what's wrong with the entire state. Okay. You have, you have to have these four characteristics. Not only will you be hated by me, but you are um, you are somebody that is of no use to the state of New Mexico. They are doubt. Okay, let me get them. Catholic. Yes. Democrat. Yes. State employee. Yes. Or Cowboy. government employee. Or government employee. Cowboys fan. Cow- Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> <laughs> See? But okay. folks, if you find that characteristic in any person, uh, please send me their name and number. I would like to know these. I, I would just be the Cowboys. They're going to win again. I would just like name the Connecticut corollary for the Aragon axiom: uh, Catholic, Democrat, government employee, and Yankees fan. Oh, Connecticut. Yankee. <laughs> I don't even know this. <laughs> oh, text text of the year. Can I get a drum roll, Dowd? Aren't you supposed to like as uh, you know? What kind of drum is that? I was that? never musical. You're not gonna. You're not gonna be able to join a historically. I'm a music bl- appreciate. You're never it. gonna be able to join a historically black college as a drum. <laughs> you're not gonna be, doing, be able to do drum line. Got no moves. No. Hey Eddie, ICU nurse here, who worked, still working, in the same COVID unit. Out of thirty nurses on my unit, only two of us are unvaxxed. Just take a wild guess who are the only employees on my unit who haven't had COVID yet. Hmm. Last vaxxed employee just popped positive last week. You can't make this crap up. Sorry to yell, but I just can't help it. Admin is still adamant about getting rid of unvaxxed and still taking steps to do so. By the way, I can confirm remdesivir and intubation was a death sentence. Wow. Wow. Is that is that the text of the year? I don't think you're going to be reading that on four seven or thirteen or any other big sticks out there, are you? Certainly not. Eddie, why would you say Laura Ingram is no longer Trump supporter? She's not. She actually came out and said she no longer supports Trump. It's literally written. I reported on that what three weeks ago. When I, I watch a program and she's always extremely positive about Trump and his administration and the future of the country with him included. I uh, know Laura. Uh, this had to do with Pat Cipollini, who is one of her best friends. Pat Cipollini or, uh, has, what, 10, 10 kids? He's Catholic. Uh, he was the uh, head legal counsel for Donald Trump. And uh, they brought him in. And the very next day, she's like, well, I don't know if we should be, because you know, she's very worried about Pat. Uh, Money laundering crimes by the Democrats are the way out of control and has been for years, if not decades. 
Uh, hi, uh, Eddie. Uh, Biden's executive order released transhumanist hell. September 12, 2022, executive order declares that Americans must surrender all human rights and stand in the way of transhumanism. Hmm. This is uh, detailed. I don't even know what this is. What, what day is that day? This is from the Gateway Pundit. What day is that day? <clears throat> Today. Oh, yesterday. Oh. Uh, Leo Homan. Homan. H-O-H-M-A-N-N. I'm just reading, folks. I don't know what this is. If anyone need a proof, the powers pushing the levers behind the mindless moron who sits in the Oval Office are fully on board with the World Economic Forum, United Nations agenda of biomedical tyranny and transhumanism. Look no further than the executive order that Joe Biden signed on Monday, September 12th. By quietly getting Biden's signature <clears throat> on this document, his handlers may have given us the most ominous sign yet that we stand on the threshold of the technocratic one world B system. Prepare to make your stand because it's about to get much more intense. Okay. Documents are well entitled Executive Order of Advancing Biotech and Biomanufacturing Innovation for a Sustainable, Safe, and Secure American Bioeconomy. Wow. We'll assure that its significance will fly right over the heads of 99% of the media, even the conservative media. They will read it. Yawn, I plead with everyone reading this article. Please not make the same mistake. So Karen Kingston, a former Pfizer employee. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll look at this, and then we'll bring that to you tomorrow. Okay, it's a right lot now. to digest yep. um, there. That's um, in my yard. There we go. We got uh, Mark Ronchetti signs. Uh, Morris for Supreme Court. There you go. Get behind your Supreme Court guys. I just thought buying a Walmart gift card and going to Flying Star would pay for their Wi-Fi. Maybe I would have anonymity. <laughs> oh, you guys are. Where is the GOP money? Well, there is some national GOP money involved in Mark Ronchetti's race. This is the best chance we have to win it in uh, probably for the next 10 years. After the top of the hour news, hour two just for you. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Hour two coming at you from the ABQ on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify, and Audible. And don't forget, you can uh, always app us at rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com, where you can watch us live. Team uh, on no hands, that is uh, D.Dot Muska, uh, across the country and around the world. Uh, currently in uh, London town, it is midnight, the stroke of midnight. Uh, they have brought the queen uh, to Buckingham Palace. We're seeing uh, how uh, Charles, uh, King, now King Charles III. Apparently, I can, uh, you know, my, my parents, they have a couple of King Charles Spaniels. Uh, absolutely adorable dog. Charlie, how original is that for a King Charles? Charlie. And uh, Sugars, uh, great little dogs, and they keep my parents uh, very, very happy. Oh, Sugars, she's just adorable. So, but King Charles III, apparently uh, not worried about uh, the uh, drop. 1,294 points, a 4% drop in the stock market today because, yet it is King Charles always thinking of others first. The forever benevolent, how does he talk? I cannot stand the man's voice. Like, can you imagine if somebody addressed him? Hello, dear mother. If you're a fan of body humor, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you can check out the um, <laughs> B-A-W-D-Y, a body humor. But I know, uh, I know. Or you could even say, if you're a fan of ribaldry, if you, if you, if you enjoy <laughs> ribaldry, uh, the Saturday Night Live uh, sketch, I think it was Dana Carvey's last show, early 1990s. You can find it online. This is for grownups only. Uh, when Charles, uh, when his uh, recorded uh, conversation with Camilla was uh, leaked to the press, 
Charles made some rather, um, uh, let's say, not during the family hour comments uh, that you don't want the children. And then they ran with it on Saturday Night Live in a sketch that they would never have the guts to do today. Um, again, if you are a fan of bodiness and ribaldry. Body, ribaldry. Yes. Well, <laughs> my mother has died. He has shielded all of his wealth, folks. He, made, he has made an... Um, I don't know. He's made he's made tons of pounds, pences, whatever you want to call them. Uh, he has uh, sheltered all of his wealth uh, with his investments. Uh, he did not partake in the uh, market downturn. Uh, he is part of the World Economic Forum. Many people are calling him uh, the shibboleth. Uh, they are calling him uh, the Antichrist. They are calling him um, I don't know the Kraken, uh, if you will. Uh, he is the uh, the most evil of evil, um, and that will be unleashed upon. The mere mortals. Eddie, I think he's just, you know, people believe what you want to believe, but I mean, I think he's just the, an example of the secular religion of environmentalism. This thing has been uh, doing a lot to harm humanity for the last 30 or 40 years. If you want to go back to Rachel Carson in the 1960s, you can do that. Paul Ehrlich, all those nut bars who, you know, their, their students and their believers are now in command of the major governments and, and trans-governmental entities on our planet. And he's just... He's just another one of these fools who's never worked for a living and and uh, just embraces this sort of sicko environmentalism. And uh, you don't have to be, you know, depending, it doesn't even matter what your religion or no religion to expose, uh, to understand. And I think we should, we should be working to expose their nonsense. Uh, he is all in on Klaus Schwab and mm. green nonsense. Yep. And he is on top I tell of you, it. I don't, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you can send me a link, but boy, I don't think his mother really promulgated any of that nonsense. I don't yep. remember her uh, being part of that. Well, I mean, you know, I don't want to delve into all the various conspiracy theories, but uh, people will read anything uh, that is out there. Uh, incidentally, uh, folks, to kind of kick off uh, hour uh, two, there are at least two sports in which a team has to move backwards to win. And I would like to announce there are now three. Uh, <clears throat> the third would be politics. Uh, the first two of those would be tug of war and rowing, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So a little FYI, uh, the uh, sport of politics, uh, you must wear, move backwards. And uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats likely to have a, uh, a win uh, in one form or another. Uh, very interesting. So in this tug of war, uh, it is when you engage uh, these enemies uh, really of the state who now own the state, who run the state, uh, who are really taking us down this dark, deep winter. You know, that is one thing that Joe Biden did uh, promise, a deep, dark winter. Yeah. Uh, no, it was so. only for the unvaccinated. Oh, I saw. Uh, yeah. My I, deep, I, dark I winter has never come. Hmm. I've had a good 2022. And, Eddie, since I turned 50 about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, everything in my life has gone right. Yeah. I mean, like my second half century, it's all A plus, all, all through. On all marks. I'm well, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have helped with uh, that. You were a part to, of that, yes. Uh, yeah. Glad to be a uh, stabilizing force yes. in your life after 15 years. Uh, hard to believe. The crazy, unca uh, nutty. Uh, <laughs> what did, they, they've called me every name of the book. Um, and I really enjoy everyone. Um, as we talked about COVID, we'll continue with it. U.S. life expectancies dropped sharply. The second consecutive decline. And they have declined more during, <clears throat> yes, you guessed it, during Joe Biden's administration than they did during Donald Trump's administration. Uh, the booster shots are targeting the Omicron authorized, likely to be offered soon. The BA.4 and the BA.5. We uh, got the text of the year. Uh, let me repeat that uh, one more time. We're I think. Saying again. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think it should be at the top of your yep. your quotes uh, for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I think uh, it is great. 
Hi, Eddie. ICU nurse here who works still working the same COVID unit of 30 nurses on my unit. Only two of us are unvaxxed. Just take a wild guess who are the only employees on my unit who haven't had COVID yet. Last vaxxed employee just popped positive last week. You can't make this crap up. Sorry to yell, but I just can't help it. Admin is still admin about getting rid of the unvaxxed and still taking steps to do so. By the way, I can confirm remdesivir intubation was a death sentence. I feel vindicated from someone who's actually operating in the uh, practical world. Um, my friend Brian uh, sent me a uh, text uh, today, as he often does, uh, which is a, a graphic, and I'll translate it uh, on air. And he sent me a picture of a woman with a picture. <clears throat> this is really interesting. Uh, wearing a mask, and it says, "I'm not just re- I'm just not ready to accept that everything I believed was a lie." <laughs> on the written on the front of them explains it perfectly. <clears throat> Let me tell you, I did go to a concert this weekend. We'll pick it up with more COVID. But just so you know that another shutdown is coming and the Democrats are going, especially, here's, here's the outcomes. Mark my words. Let me, let me lay it out for you in chapter and verse, uh, to quote the uh, uh, Vince Vaughn and the Wedding Singers. <laughs> or not wedding, not wedding Singers, Wedding Crashers. Uh, they were Wedding Singers at the end, remember? Um, if the Democrats win... And they're able to maintain the House and or the Senate. There will be definitive lockdown. No doubt about it because there will be economic turmoil. Okay. So the outcome is if the Democrats win, there will be lockdowns once again for the second coming, third coming, fourth coming, whatever they want to call it. For Like th- these people are consistent. They can puff and huff on pot all they want but the moment you tell them to go to work like they're literally all over reddit right now i was looking at reddit this morning they're 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 they don't know what to do they're stammering because the state of new mexico and the city of albuquerque has asked all employees just in time and and tell me if i'm wrong on any of this just in time for the election to go back to work to to participate okay now we know they're not going to be drug tested because half of them are on pot Uh, there's no drug test for us isn't it lee isn't it legal now, man? I think it's legal. I get to keep my job. Yeah. So if you work for the state of New Mexico, city of Albuquerque, they've asked everybody to go back to work just in time for the election. Okay. So if the Democrats win the House and or the Senate, there will be lock. If they win both, there'll be supreme lockdowns. No doubt about it. They'll own the executive, they'll have the House, they'll have the Senate, and there'll be supreme lockdowns. Okay. If they lose the House or the Senate to the Republicans. There will be no lockdowns, but there will be a hell of a lot of blame being placed upon the evildoers. And they, even though we didn't have a recession, they will now call immediately that the state of the U.S. economy is in a depression. This is the way politics is played. So the way to play this out is the next quarter will be more negative growth. Okay. We just had the inflation numbers come in. You saw the 1,294 drop in all this. They will claim that it is a depression. And guess who they'll blame, Dowd? You guessed it. The Republicans. Trump and the Republicans all over again. Back after we break here.
segment two just for you here in the ABQ. Covidians, you guys are great today. I love you guys. Today, you guys are especially good on the text messaging now. Uh, I think you, you like it so far. Text of the year came in already. Uh, Covidians 313, the mask is your rosary, the vax is your baptism, and the boosters are your holy communion. Absolutely. It is a cult. It is a religion, and you must believe in it. If you don't, they will penalize you. And say an act of contrition to Father Fauci. And for those of you who think that, uh, you know, during this time, I mean, you are sort of lucky. I want to say the, the bad thing first, which is during this time, if you're persecuted for your beliefs, folks, there it is. There's your salvation. You don't have all these people running away from hard work or running away from persecution or like the afterlife awaits you for those who are believers. And for those who are not, then your right self-righteousness, I certainly feel like is a high level of vindication based upon the data. Either way that you skin that cat, you win. Okay. So stop being so negative and feeling so defeated. In fact, there are people, no, I have to, uh, I have to shell out some optimism here. Right? Isn't that what you want? They like in the in the last days of this time. And if you believe there's second coming, we're launching into missiles and all that other kind of stuff, you know, that you believe. And I'm not gonna even touch it one way or the other. I'm just not. That's it, it's so base for my show, or I'm so base. My show is so base for that type of talk that leave that to somebody of a more divine uh lane, not my lane. Okay. <laughs> I mean, literally, I'm talking about Bill Clinton's left hand, being left-handed. I mean, do you really want to mix that the, the two? So feel vindicated, folks. I think that would be <clears throat> good. I, I like that. I feel optimistic. The controlled demolition of not just the USA, but society as a whole continues unfettered, Eddie. Food shortages, energy shortages, inflation, and in particular, deliberate destruction of the economic system continues. Again, this is a consolidation of all natural resources, including all food, all water, all energy, all currency controlled by a billionaire elite, or better called the better the predator class. Yeah, the World Economic Forum, or better called the predator class, under the guise of climate control, which is nothing but a Trojan horse, green energy is a race to the bottom. Remember, scarcity equals dependency equals control. Doubt, do we have two texts of the year today? Pretty, pretty good. Wow, Peter, great job, buddy. Uh, had uh, hung out with him in, down in uh, Two Stone. We had a cigar. How <laughs> do you smoke these stand things? Uh, do not fall for the trap. Be self-sufficient. Be ungovernable. So, by the way, Tombstone, Arizona. Everybody knows I love Doc Holiday. You can't, you can't have, you don't have a Doc Holiday on your team. Your team ain't gonna win. It's just, just the long and the short of it. <laughs> you got to have a, a rascal who's a professional, an intelligent man who's a bit of a rascal. Skinny, tubercular, but a good shot. <laughs> uh -huh. oh, that's right. That's, that's ultimately it. All right. So, more on uh, COVID, folks. On the headlines. Okay. So, the new COVID boosters to be authorized. No human trials completed, but they're saying that it's better for you. Um, one of the things that we didn't cover yesterday is the number of dead doctors. Now you just heard about the vaccinations. Okay. Um, all of the, uh, the, these reports on the dead doctors are getting removed everywhere. The dead doctors in Canada, uh, same thing. I'm not sure if you have seen that four doctors died within a span of three weeks after taking the most recent, like healthy doctors, aren't doctors, but I know they don't live long. But aren't doctors supposed to be some of the healthiest people that there is? Eddie, the link you sent out in the show prep yesterday has now been taken down. If you click on that link of our subscribers, it says not found error 404. Is that true? Yes, I just clicked what? on it right now. Yes, it's on the front page, uh, front page magazine, David Horowitz's website. So, uh, you know, it's... it's uh, really? Yeah. I mean, folks, I mean... 
I just read that article two days I know, ago. I know, I know. What? That's the world we live in. I'm trying to get independent confirmation. The Russian news reported that the Belgian prime minister said something about the, the bitter harvest that we're reaping in Europe about our stupid energy policies, and I can't find any other outlet that's confirmed it. So they're just either not reporting or if they if somebody objects to something they put up, they take it down. I just, I never thought I'd live to see this, Eddie. It's, it's insane. So if you go to Google, and I just uh, I just Googled dead doctors in Canada 2022, I, I literally just went to CPAC. I just had the conversation. We were just tracking all this. This was confirmed and found. One of the things that we try to make sure that none, no holes can be poked in this. And then I go, dead doctors in Canada 2022 after 16 million results in 0.63 seconds. PolitiFact taking the, the top of the charts with deaths of three doctors in Canada were neither sudden nor <clears throat> neither sudden uh, three doctors. Okay. So gateway pundit, they're trying to throw shade at yeah. gateway pundit. Okay. After, and they all died in the same hospital after hospital mandated a fourth COVID-19 for vaccine employees, uh, renewed push, blah, blah, blah. It says, and it is saying that this is false. PolitiFact truthometer okay so we're going to re rely uh, rely on something called a truthometer do you not know that there's something called libel libel do you know that there's not something that uh, is, is called an attorney suing somebody for false information if it were false uh certainly the gateway pundit would be dealing with this right now the instagram post said doctors died suddenly but details about their illnesses do not support the claim so wiki's wife said her husband's diagnosed with a stage four gastric cancer uh, signet ring cell adenocarcinoma, one of the most aggressive forms of stomach cancer, came as a shock last August. Mackenzie said he had been seriously ill. We were talking about a 28-year-old physician who is a triathlete. Do I feel I feel like I need to play Mark Stein all over again? Mackenzie's office said he had been seriously ill leading up to his death, and the office was prematurely closed, according to CTV News uh, in Toronto. Gosh, as, fit, as fast as you can turn this stuff out in a month's time, it's gone. I mean, evil is never sleeping. It is working absolutely uh, overtime. I can't even stay on top of this, Dowd. No tie between COVID-19 vaccine and Toronto doctor death. I've been there on Yonge Street. I've been through that whole entire, this is a very healthy, uh, a very conscientious population, a very diverse population, very eclectic. I mean, very cosmopolitan. Mm, young and hip. You know, they're not going to go ahead and make this kind of stuff up. Cluster of physician deaths at Canada Hospital, Spurs, blah, blah, blah. Canadian doctor's death, unrelated to vaccines. Hospitals could, like, every one. Uh, this from the Toronto Sun. Finally, we find something. Hospitals confirmed has not been taken down. Okay, so this is about as close. So the Toronto Sun. Hospitals confirmed deaths of four physicians but deny vaccine-related. Fine. The physician, the, the, the doctor, a hospital isn't going to come out here and tell you. They're not going to come out and tell you that they died of the vaccine because they're administering the vaccines. Imagine the liability. What is the entire purpose of the hospital? No, it's not to treat illness. It's not to take the Hippocratic Oath and provide medical care. It's a, uh, before you walk in, before you see a doctor, I don't care if you've got what, if you don't have a gunshot wound or you haven't been run over by a car, 
there is somebody that you visit <laughs> and you will fill out paperwork. Oh, yeah. You will always fill out. So that tells you that the priority of the hospital, doesn't matter how sick you are, doesn't matter. You could have Ebola and they will hand you, uh, do you have your mask? Can you fill out this paperwork? Do you have your, do you have your insurance card? Yeah, if you're an American citizen. If, you're, if you don't speak English, just say you don't speak. No habla español. No, no habla inglés. Just say that. <laughs> it's free service. Free service. Trust me, folks. I know the hospital environment very well. Here it is. Tempted to quash social media gossip, uh, gossip and speculation. Two GTA hospitals uh, have confirmed the deaths of four staff doctors during one week. What are the chances? Do you remember the vaccinations that we went over of uh, two, uh, a 16-year-old and a 17-year-old basketball player and the chances of that happening? Dowd, pull up that, that article, if you would, while I get through this. Oh, my God. I can't even believe I have to go through this. It's deep sadness that Trillium Health Partners mourns the loss of three of our physicians who passed away. Dr. Jacob Sawicki, Stephen McKenzie, Lauren Segal were trusted colleagues who were committed to their patients for their community. The rumors circulated on social media that these deaths could be limited to the COVID-19 vaccine is simply not true, blah, blah, blah. Of course, they're going to say that. Um, the fourth doctor, they were tops in their fields and much loved and respected. Uh, by the way, all of them were working until the day of their death. July 17, 2022, 49th year after... In a uh, battle with advanced lung cancer, Dord husband, Trina Liu, for 22 beautiful years. He's a proud father to three. The obit said his second devotion was to his work as a autolan laryngitis. Call it, wow. I can't even, that's why I'm not a doctor. With great sadness in hearing the Dr. Jacob Sawicki's passing. Dr. Sawicki completed his training at the blah, blah, blah. They say, kind of a pleasant person. I mean, my gosh, this is just straight up lies just to pull this stuff out. And the fourth, the fourth, a 28-year-old. There it is. Dowd, uh, you have that, uh, the chances of that happening are... Yeah, this is a doctor back in February who wrote about two high school basketball players who died on the same day. I guess one was 17, one was 15, one was in Illinois, That's one it. was in East Texas. And, and you know, listen, I, I, I'm a professional researcher. I, I cannot cite anecdotes as evidence of something larger sure. because anecdotes are anecdotes. What we are seeing more and more now is that the excess deaths, country after country... We are trending higher in excess deaths when deaths are going down from COVID, okay? I was looking at some Sweden numbers the other day. Sweden is, is one of the countries that has the smallest excess death of all. That's what, of course, Dr. X always looks at, the all-cause excess death uh, so that he, he separates, you know, he, he commingles everything together because it's hard to make a distinction between dying with COVID or dying from COVID. So he just looks at the excess death number. Sweden, which had the wide open, you know, irresponsible policy, has one of the smallest excess death ratios uh, or percentage increases country after country. We talked about Alex Berenson in, in uh, Singapore the other day uh, in terms of fertility. There are numbers backing up some troubling questions about what impact these injections are having on people. And I think uh, I think to me, the jury is still out on this. I know you're, you're, all the regular authorities are going to say you're all just cool yep. but why are the excess death numbers continuing to trend upward if we're all getting healthier with the vaccine i think we need to play the mark stein piece one more time just for good measure back after a quick break
533 here in Kiva. Well, uh, literally, as we post links, they're getting eliminated. They are working harder than ever. They don't want you to believe uh, that two negative quarters of growth or no growth is a recession. And uh, I told you how this is all going to play out. And COVID is political. Everything has become political. And it, that's very sad to see. I'm, I'm, I'm sad to see my children inherit a world such as this. Um, they're inheriting more problems than they ever big. And for, for that, I, I, I say I'm sincerely sorry to my kids. Uh, I think we inherited uh, a very bad world from, from our parents. Um, the sons and daughters of the greatest generation uh, came back uh, weak-kneed, entitled, and um, extremely selfish. I can't tell you about how this generation seems to be dying more and more alone uh, on their own. And the reason why is because they took it all for themselves and, hey, what's mine is mine and is not yours. And I think we see that more and more, Dowd. I know that you would uh, very likely agree with I that. Very much. So. Yeah, so I think we'll leave that there. Uh, here's, uh, here's Mark Stein uh, on, on uh, all this. Uh, take a listen. With feelings of profound uh, sorrow. Sh- Throughout her life, uh, Her Majesty the Queen, uh, my beloved mother. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, sorry, Satan. Uh, not today, Satan. <laughs> I couldn't help it. What do you want me to do? <laughs> it's King Charles. He's kind of a badass. He killed his wife. He went all crazy. He went all local, bro. He went crazy. He was hanging out with that crazy Arab and doing all those crazy things. Diana was 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 leaving the family. That's the way I would do my wife, just like that. She's flying through the tunnel. I'd get her killed too. <laughs> anyway, taught her a lesson. Yeah, don't mess with daddy. Don't mess with your husband. Pretty sad. I mean, just look. Judge a man by his fruits. There is nothing else I can say. Okay. Period. Period. Okay. And in the case of Job, I think they went after all of his fruit. And Job still didn't curse God. But that's a story for a, uh, another time. Okay, so the anecdotal stuff is there. And then, of course, you've got all the other, Mark, the great Mark Stein. Certainly, I, I, I could listen to him a thousand times more than uh, whatever this, uh, whatever you call this. Was an inspiration, an example to me and to all my family. Uh, that's the sound of someone who needs his ass handed to him, kicked. Boy, uh, I think the crown is officially over. I think, what do you think all four, uh, all the commonwealths and uh, the rest of the associations, you think they'll finally uh, turn in their the resignation, Dowd. Jump, jump the shark. The, I think the, it's the royal families jump the shark with this guy. <laughs> They're no longer going to be ruled by King Charles. They'll spat at him. Uh, Mark Stein, anecdotal and statistical evidence. Bob's your uncle. Hey. Mountain biker Rab Wardell won the Scottish Cross Country Championship, the national championship. On Monday, the champ went on BBC Scotland to talk about his victory. Talk me through it then. How do you contend with three punctures in a race like this and go on to lift the gold medal? Unfortunately, I'm probably a little bit too too well practiced in managing (laughs) punctures, but uh, no, it was a, yeah, it was, it was a, to be honest, it was a bit of a disaster, but no, I just, just have to, to, to keep on trucking and I keep racing and I guess still felt confident that I'd be able to, to catch the leaders and, and win. So yeah, just give them my best shot. 
So a tremendous come from behind win on the Sunday. On the Monday, he's on the BBC talking about it, full of life there. Then he goes home. Now, did I share this with you? No, I, I did this. News to me. I did. I was. I thought so. I was wondering about that. Let me. Uh, let me go back. I didn't think I shared this with you. This come from behind win on the Sunday. On the Monday, he's on the BBC talking about it, full of life there. Then he goes home and dies. Headline from the Daily Record, mountain biker Rab Wardell dies just two days after winning Scottish Championship. He went into cardiac arrest on Tuesday morning, less than 48 hours after winning a national championship. His poor, devastated girlfriend, Commonwealth Games and Olympics champion, Katie Archibald, uh, tried to revive him, but she was unable to. As she subsequently tweeted... I still don't understand what's happened. If this is real, why he'd be taken now so healthy and happy. Rab Wardell was 37, which is no age to die. Nothing to see here in cycling and nothing to see here in rugby from the Huddersfield Daily Examiner. Tributes to Halifax rugby player Ben Ben, who has died suddenly, aged 30. Ben Ben from Siddle died suddenly on Monday, leaving his family and friends completely shocked. The 30-year-old dad played competitive rugby for a host of local league and union teams, including Huddersfield Giants and Bradford Bulls. Nothing to see here in rugby, nothing to see here in cycling, nothing to see here in football. Uh, from the Daily Mirror, quote, tributes have poured in after the sudden death of West Belfast footballer Molly White. Uh, Molly White was 20 and a rising star in women's football. Uh, nothing to see here in boxing. Also from the Belfast Telegraph, a young boxer who passed away suddenly had an infectious smile and kind-hearted nature, his West Belfast club said. St. Michael's Boxing Club led tributes to 19-year-old Dominic Oscar after his death last Thursday. Nothing to see here in cycling, rugby, football, boxing, 37 years old, 30 years old, 20 years old, 19. Fit, healthy, in the peak of condition, and dead, but nothing to see here. A few months ago, I thought there might be something to see here in all these sportsmen suddenly dying, and I'm being investigated by Ofcom over it, so I certainly wouldn't want to make that mistake again. Nevertheless, as we've reported, in the Canadian province of Alberta, the leading cause of death is not cancer or dementia, but cause unknown. Uh, death from unknown causes. This was uh, how it's, you see the way? It was just 500 in 2019. Two years later, it's three and a half thousand. Cause unknown is now spreading to other provinces, including my own native Sod, Ontario. On Saturday, Rhea Vernort from Hamilton was jet skiing on Lake Ontario with old friends she hadn't seen since the COVID came along. The friends turned away and then looked back and saw Ms. Van Oort's body floating in the lake, also sudden death. She was 32 and a paramedic, which I mentioned because it means certain things can be inferred. She leaves a six-year-old daughter. Okay, let's move from the case studies to the big picture. Here is a table from a new report. I expect you're wondering who it's by, some crazy far-right QAnon conspiracy theorist? No, it's the U.S. Society of Actuaries, an actuary 
for the benefit of you Twitter trolls, is a person who calculates insurance risk. And if you don't do that accurately, you wind up paying out a lot more money than you ever intended to. So let's look at Table 5.7 from the Society of Actuaries showing excess deaths in America broken down by age. Focus on that uh, red bit. Uh, we'll come to that in a minute. At the left-hand side of the table from 2020, the spring and summer of COVID, it's not good. You can see excess deaths of 15 and 16 percent. Thank goodness all those vaccines came along. Yeah? But then look at the third quarter of 2021. Twice as many dead 35 to 44-year-olds as there should be. Uh, and actually almost as lousy numbers for those in their late 20s and early 50s. So look at that, excess mortality for 25 to 54-year-olds, young and middle-aged Americans. Anything going on in the third quarter of 2021? Well, that's actually the peak of vaccine mandates in America, uh, where in a variety of occupations, from paramedics uh, to Manhattan waitresses in diners, you had to get jabbed to keep your job. And oddly enough, that coincides with massive excess mortality among people in the prime of life. But altogether now, correlation is not causation. That's the dispositive line there. Okay, we've seen a similar picture in the European Union. Here's the latest report from Eurostat. They're keeping it simple uh, here. The pale yellow is for countries with the lowest excess deaths. Uh, so that's like Hungary, where deaths are actually down, 0.3%. Uh, Slovakia, deaths are down 1.9%. Bulgaria, 7.9%. So Bulgaria's got a, the opposite problem from most places. It's got excess life. Uh, you'll scan the Bulgar papers in vain for sudden death from cause unknown. Whereas that dark maroon there, those are the worst countries with excess mortality over 15%. Estonia, 16.2%. Spain, 16.7%. Portugal, excess mortality of 23.9%. More dead bodies than usual. Tell you what, just for fun, boys and girls, let's also take a look at vaccination rates in Europe. Uh, this is the uh, rundown of countries. So look at that. The least vaccinated country in Europe is Bulgaria. And they also have the least excess mortality. Hmm. And the most vaccinated country in Europe is Malta, which isn't included in the excess mortality stats. So let's go to the second most vaccinated country in Europe, Portugal. And they have the highest excess mortality. In so the lowest country with the lowest vaccination rate has the lowest excess mortality. And the country with the highest vaccination rate has the highest <laughs> excess Jeez, mortality. But all together now. There you go. Throughout her life, Her Majesty the Queen, my beloved mother, was an inspiration, an example to me. <laughs> There you go, Dowd. Now you got it. Uh, there's the anecdotal evidence uh, along with the statistical evidence mm -hmm. all right there for you folks. Well, anecdote by itself says nothing, but we have the statistical evidence the for data. these excess deaths. And That's let me right. tell you, you're not going to hear about it through the usual sources, folks. you got to come to us. Back to wrap hour two here in the ABQ on AM 600 KIV, ABQ.FM,
Eesh, ants and termites everywhere. iBugGuyOrganic.com. A residential and commercial exterminator everyone trusts. iBugGuyOrganic.com. 505-850-6550. Hi, this is Clint, proud owner of Clint G. Bridges Mortgage, serving New Mexico. For nearly 30 years with purchase loans, refinance loans, and also specializing in reverse mortgage loans. I will consider it a privilege to work for you. Many satisfied customers. If I open your loan, I will close your loan. Call 889-3545 for more info and to schedule a meeting. Clint G. Bridges Mortgage, 889-3545 and MLS number 174012. Clint G. Bridges Mortgage, 889-3545. Straight Line Painting, a family-owned business providing their services for over 10 years. Now, whether you need a home or business painted, garage epoxy floor, or even a complete restucco, Straight Line Painting are the experts. Owners Efren and Josh are always available and oversee every project from estimate to final walkthrough. Call 505-659-0973 for a free estimate and visit StraightLinePaintingABQ.com to see their great reviews. Be cautious and still have fun. Come down to Slate Street Billiards and enjoy their 19 gold crown pool tables. Nine projection screens and 13 TVs. Don't forget about the 30 beers on tap. Darts and shuffleboard. Visit SlateStreetBilliards.com. And queue up the good times. Ready for some fun? Get down to Slate Street Billiards for their award-winning wings, soups, nachos, burgers, and appetizer menu. Plus the best happy hour around with 30 beers on tap. Near Southern and Unser in Rio Rancho. Or visit SlateStreetBilliards.com. And queue up the good times. What I would tell people is that you don't have to be in pain anymore. Meet Dr. Justin Garzone, medical director at QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in using advanced regenerative medicine to give people lasting relief from chronic joint pain. What's exciting is that I get to see patients with our treatments actually get better. Have you discovered regenerative medicine? It's an all-natural way to use the power of your own body to restore and repair damaged tissue. We're using things that are already in your body, and we're simply concentrating them and then put it in an area of your body that you're having the pain so that your body can start the regenerative process, the healing process. For pain in your knees, hips, back, shoulders, don't assume the old treatments are the only treatments. Avoid drugs and surgery and get lasting relief. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 505-226-8688. That's 505-226-8688. 505-226-8688. Eesh, ants and termites everywhere. iBugGuyOrganic.com. A residential and commercial exterminator everyone trusts. iBugGuyOrganic.com. 48 here in your drive home. Any mortality rate due to COVID shots, I still say it was designed and created by all medical insurances, providers, and population control. At the very end of that Mark Stein piece was the actuaries because that's where money counts. Uh, the insurance companies can't pay it out uh, forever. Remember, if you take the shots, you are no doubt going to be paying a higher insurance rate going forward. I think uh, that is uh, absolutely uh, convincing uh, to you. Uh, and just to quickly, uh, sure. uh, the, the state yesterday released its most recent epidemiological reports. I, I will say it's been a couple of weeks since I looked at it. I'm looking at the official website. This is the New Mexico Department of Health. Between the 15th of August, 2022, and the 12th of September, 2022, the people who have died, all right, 
they look, these are the fatalities, the COVID fatalities in our state. Okay, 42.9% unvaccinated. That means that a majority of COVID deaths in that period, 57.1% either had their uh, one shot or two shot or three shot or four shot. So we, the irresponsible people who are spreading the disease and killing people, accounted for less than 50% of fatalities. They, the people who followed and did what the shiny box told them, now account, and they have accounted for some time now, majority. more than half, the majority. Yeah, majority. State um, numbers. This is the state the official, numbers. The official, I think, statement from the state of New Mexico, once someone who has been vaxxed and boosted gets infected is, thank you. Uh, I'm so glad to have been vaxxed and boosted. I will blah, 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 get a quick recovery, and uh, I will better be able to fight it. A vaccine is meant to prevent, it is not meant to fight. So that is a, someone's complete and total ignorance and misunderstanding about what a vaccination mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. You cannot develop a vaccination uh, for anywhere until four to six years. There will not be a vaccination for COVID until that time. So until um, we have reached, uh, let's see, 2021, 2022, 2023, 2024, once we reach 2024, I might consider it. Um, my kids are so smart. They uh, told their pediatrician mother that she, that they will not get the vaccination. I don't even know what else to say to that. Like, <laughs> I think I'm doing a pretty good job as a parent so far, right? We heard yesterday, and I uh, talked about it, one in two, one in two are having uh, some sort of negative. Uh, over 13,000 children, more than half had had systemic reactions after COVID-19 vaccines. That's under the age of 11. As I stated before, the embalmers are finding, you can write it, uh, read it in Epic Times, numerous long fibrous clots that lack post-mortem characteristics, meaning it's artificially inserted, creating growths that they have never seen before. Okay, All sorts of metals. and Probably, I don't know, at this point, is there probably mercury in there? It's the only metal that's... Uh, at room temperature, that's uh, still a liquid, uh, as you know. So there it is. Um, but you know the <clears throat> totalitarian regime, the propaganda coming from the news media. I don't know how you guys get on believing any of the things that they say. When everything, how do you believe? How do you how do you vote? How do you get involved? Like, do you just deny any and all plausibility, common sense? Do you deny everything? How do you not, you know, as Socrates went down with uh, Hemlock, right? The man at the very, and he's my hero. I think everybody, you know, we've, we've talked about Socrates. Even at the very end, he was questioning, well, you, you know, and, and he's the teacher of Plato and Aristotle. Let's not forget that. I mean, you, it, without Socrates, you don't get Plato, you don't get modern thought, and you don't get Aristotle, uh, which is basically the, uh, the, the philos, if you will, that goes into every polis uh, in the world. And if you don't know what either is, start your reading. Uh, I had a philosophy professor at University Eddy who said that uh, all of uh, Western philosophy, uh, philosophical thought, they're just uh, footnotes to Socrates. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's uh, beautiful. 550, 50, 500. Let's, let's get into the actual lockdowns um, and talk about that. Because during that entire time, and The Economist is even writing about it, that there has, has been no innovation as far as ways to treat Okay, digitization and new ways of working were meant to unleash productivity growth. What went wrong? What went wrong is you need human connectivity. Um, if you've ever had to get in, uh, 
Remember what happened? Team building. Hey, we're going to get together and go to the bar and bowl. We're going to go here and we're going to climb ropes. We're going to, I don't know, go hike a mountain together. And what happens when you come back from those innovative times, right? You're all working together. The speed of trust, Stephen Covey has written about this. And all of us, all of a sudden you trust your teammates. You make decisions at the snap of a finger. Why? Because you trust, you don't think about that. Productivity has been completely and totally eliminated because we can't even trust the person who's next to us. Stand six feet away from me, sir. I don't want to get your COVID. I cannot trust you. Where's your mask? I mean, I, all the time I was sitting on planes during this entire pandemic, right? But now, what did I tell you, Dad? I would ask the person who sit next to me with a mask on. I said, you're wearing that mask for your safety, not mine. Meaning, I don't need anything. I have my oil of oregano. I have my OSHA. I drink my water. I'm a healthy individual, and you are not. By virtue of the fact that you're wearing that ridiculous mask. OECD countries, GDP per person employed has declined sharply. Came out like a rocket ship up to 6% at the beginning of 2021. And then all of a sudden it's down, down, down. Now you're seeing the economy, okay? World proxy for productivity. Decline in productivity. I don't know. We went uh, south of 10% all the way down to negative uh, 14%. We climbed to about uh, 2 to 3%, and then come 2022, we have had negative productivity. That's right, folks, anywhere between 1% to 3% in OECD countries. All this stuff tracked by economists, uh, pick up a subscription, folks. It is worth the time. Understand that it is left of center, but it will ask questions and rephrase the answers in a way that is like, oh, it doesn't oftentimes provide the answers. It actually uh, finishes off uh, with uh, open-ended. Um, I think I think that's what makes it very heady. I, that's why I like The Economist so much. And it's why I read The New York Times. The New York Times, I'm about to disagree with everything in The New York Times. I need to know what I'm going to disagree with by some of the most polished, well-written BSers, I wanted to say the other word, that you have ever seen. They will back it up with the most beautiful charts and the most amazing references and a bibliography that will populate the universe. There, I swear there's more references than there are stars in our galaxy at this point. It's unbelievable how they're able to back that thing up. Their BS is backed up 24 seven. And all you have to do is just say, well, how, 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 how far are you willing to go ahead and delve deep into all this stuff? Alex Berenson was a writer for the New York Times, folks, a reporter for the New York Times. Michelle Ohan Grisham has absolutely killed us during the lockdowns. Have you noticed that Mark Ronchetti has not called her out on the lockdowns? I'm going to tell you why it, 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 it's important. This is the only shot I will take at Mark Ronchetti, okay? And Mark is a good man. He's a family man. He deserves, in my opinion, to be governor, and I want him to be governor. But I'm going to tell you the thing that would give him absolute moral supremacy in every other place but New Mexico, because what pop percent of the population is vaxxed? Uh, doubt are we looking at? Are we over seven? Are we 71, 72 percent? I want to say. I, I think what percentage of the population in New Mexico I, I is vaxxed? I know we're near the top. <laughs> yeah, I think we're. Uh, I think we're over 70. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give a guesstimate of 72 percent. If Mark Ronchetti wasn't vaxxed, 
and he owned his own business. And he could talk about the restaurants being shut down and all this stuff. Can you imagine how he would be able to decimate her publicly due to her lockdowns and her attack on small businesses? But he can't because Mark Ronchetti's vaxxed. He's taken the uh, vaccination. Okay. So the problem is, is you can't call attention to the vaccination or the medicine or the science or any of this stuff because if you're a vax candidate, guess what? You can't, you, you can't do that. Uh, we're 13th from the top of okay. the state. So we're 72.8%. Are... Ah, right, on, right on the button. Uh, um, incidentally, that's the same number of uh, black households that uh, grow up without a father. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still grinding that axe. I'm still... <laughs> Can't stop it. Jeff Tucker asks of the Epic Times, I love the bow tie, Jeff. Who will own the lockdown? CDC uh, director uh, and crazy-ass liberal Rochelle Walensky said in response to a question, you know, uh, many of the lockdowns predated me at the CDC, so I don't necessarily want to revisit the question of the lockdowns that predated me. Uh, understand this. The Democrats own the lockdowns. Burks, boy, she loves the liberals. Just look at her background. She's even coming out with a brand new way to look. Fauci, what do we know about Fauci? He penned that beautiful letter to none other than Hillary Rodham Clinton about her courageous stand for 13 hours as she, uh, you know, tried to uh, cover up the cover-up of cover-ups back in 2012. Benghazi, yes, all lies. And finally, a Democratic gubernatorial candidate written out in Reason Magazine. I got to say, this guy is likely, but if you guys can get behind the Pennsylvania gubernatorial candidate on the right He'll be able to beat Attorney General Josh Shapiro. This guy was the man behind it. What's he doing? He's running away from the lockdowns. This is something where it doesn't pay to be a rhino. If you can move away, Republican policy should be anti-lockdowns, anti-bailout, pro-small business, pro-market. We're going to do everything we possibly can to make sure that the foundations of this country of George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Benjamin Franklin, the people who ideated this country, that their philosophy survives. And you have that in the uh, opposition to Josh Shapiro for Pennsylvania governor. Hour three, you and me, the Dow makes three, right here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Six oh six in the 505 with more 411 here for the third hour in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA. D. Dowd Muska recently uh, took a trip on a jet airplane, and uh, Dowd, did you know it's 4,000 gallons just to get that that hog into the air? There it is. And the safest place to sit in an airplane is between the 14th through 17th row if you were in a 737, which is what you took. Did you take the new 800 or the 700? Do you, do you, was it an older or younger? On the 7 or 800. Uh, if I saw Max, I would run screaming in the other direction. But there's nothing you can do. It's contract of carriage, right? You have to do. You have to get, if you got a ticket, sit down, shut up, 
Captain's in charge. <laughs> Trust. Uh, I believe that all the Democrats are encapsulated into a jet airplane and they have no idea where their pilots are taking them. They can only trust that they bought a ticket and that they are going to be traveling at that place. I am of the adverse. I literally track the plane using something called Flight Tracker 24 uh, while I am in the air. Uh, since I am a, uh, <clears throat> I have the uh, very uh, cool feature of being uh, something called a, uh, what is, what, is, what is that thing with Southwest Airlines where you get the, um, I'm trying to think. I don't even, it's just escaping me all of a sudden. Here it is. I'm looking at my, my flights. Oh my God, look at all my points. I just, I love looking at my, is, there, are you, is Darcy like that? Does she oh, they, they, they get automatic upgrades. I think uh, uh, my brother-in-law has a chance of going 2 million miles. Darcy's over 1 million. Oh, really? Nearing 2 million. Have you ever seen that movie, uh, Up in the Air, with uh, George Clooney? I've been told multiple times to see it. you got to see it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's just everything you can stick in one little backpack. You are, Eddie, an aerophile. A-E-R-O-P-H-I-L-E. I I love the airplanes. Big old jet airliner. You know, my nephew and my mother are looking out that window and just having a grand old Uh, time on the the stupid contraption, the big hollow metal tube. There it is. (laughs) A-list preferred. I need... I need six more flights this year for A-list preferred uh, renew. So there it is. Yeah. I'll get my companion pass next year. I'll be flying with the girl, say the jolly old England. Yeah, it'll be gone. Um, there it is. Oh my gosh, man, this is just just great news. Um, but yeah, I've got a little bit little bit longer to go to get my uh, companion pass. Lord knows I broadcasted from a whole host of cities this year. That's been a lot of fun and. Uh, technologically thank you brian for making all of that stuff happen and we're uh, not going to be seeing that uh this next year uh why folks plane tickets are considerably more expensive uh fuel prices despite it being lower uh the planes are getting more expensive especially if you look out anywhere from three to six months southwest just uh, recently had a, a, a sort of a, a quasi test for the companion pass you could Buy stuff for the first three months. Um, by the way, they're 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 union. Yeah, you're not gonna like that. By the way, um, but I will uh, suggest uh, to you this: uh, whatever you're gonna book, I would book it probably in the next couple of months. If you don't, uh, you may not be flying in all of 2023. I think you can book out as far as nine to ten months out, as far as Southwest is concerned. Uh, pile that up as quickly as you can. Uh, Goldman Sachs, uh, I think they reduced their employee base by 800 employees. So, uh, you know, they'll be passing all those costs uh, to you. So if you have a Goldman Sachs uh, credit card, as I do, they'll be looking at all the negative uh, 680 credit scores and be like, ah, we're going to cut you down and cut you down and cut you down. Um, And if you have uh, credit card debts, they're going to ratchet that up. Um, Not a good day on the market. Doubt has all the data, a very long data dump here for hour three here in the Kiva. Doubt? Yeah, folks, we're paying for the uh, uh, slow start to a return to reality after our French summer of August. Uh, you know, there wasn't a lot in the data dump last week and this week. Uh, today, uh, we're probably going to run the whole hour on the data dump uh, because I'm sure Eddie has a lot of thoughts on on all of these uh, data points that are coming out. Uh, the two big ones today, it doesn't really matter which one I, I go with first. Uh, I'm going to go with inflation, uh, number one. Uh, according to the feds on an annualized basis, so again, we always have to... Uh, make very clear what time period we're talking about because people lie with statistics all the time. Uh, The inflation rate, if you believe the official statistics, on an annualized basis, 8.3%. That's over the past 12 months. Not much of a change 
from the number last month at an annualized rate, which was 8.5%. We're hearing so many Biden administration defenders. Eddie, I saw a tweet this morning. Someone did a chart of what the inflation rate was and then what Jim Cramer said every month when the inflation rate came out, you know, oh, no, no, the worst is over. The worst is over. Jim Jim Cramer is a, is a, is a blithering moron. Okay, so again, that's an annualized rate. Uh, we can pick apart that number. There's a lot of people who have all sorts of theories about it doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't include, uh, you know, it's not comprehensive enough. It doesn't, it's not a realistic look at how people. Well, let me say this. Spend their money. There's two things that are, there, there's two things that are, are actually driving and continuing this disconnect of people with reality. The reality is that there's way too much money in the economy. The economy is too hot in terms of uh, consumption. Yet at the very same time, you have this uh, a total psychotic, schizophrenic, uh, no confidence in the economy. Everyone's bearing down as if it's all going to crash. And um, the real, I think, issue is social media and its disconnect and then the policymakers and their need to stay in power. So you have the politicians who are selling you that we're not in a recession, we're not in a recession, don't believe the hype. And then you have the social media, Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, I don't know, is it Instagram? Um, I don't know, the rest of the people out there that are out there saying, hey, yeah, never come down, never come down, we're doing okay because at least Donald Trump's not president. And the crash ends up happening when you can't prop up that myth any longer. And now all of those chickens are coming home to roost because we should have crashed probably about a year and a half to two years ago. We didn't because there was too much money pumped into circulation. Your deposits built up like this. And now I, I, I can't forget, I can't remember the number, um, but I think deposits have been reduced by nearly $800 billion. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, just we go on and on and on. I will just simply say a good, good, good point from Reason Magazine today. Um, the core CPI, and, and people make fun of this all the time, uh, that filters out what uh, food and fuel, which, you know, tend to be more volatile than other consumer categories. And of course, the cynics always say, oh, well, you know, taking out food and, you know, groceries and, and energy, who, who consumes groceries and energy? Um, just take that out. The core CPI, no uh, food and no fuel, it rose by 0.6% uh, in August alone. In short, the falling gasoline prices, which we have seen, uh, helped to offset broader and more pernicious inflation across the rest of the economy. 12, st 12 straight weeks. Yep, yep. Uh, University of Michigan economist Justin Wolfers, this is a much worse inflation report than anyone was expecting. Basically, last month's optimism has been countered by this month's pessimism. Uh, while we're on the subject of pessimism, Eddie mentioned it, the markets, the markets, okay, the uh, the broadest possible, uh, you know, one of the broad indexes, the Dow Jones, fell over 1,200 points today. That's uh, percentage-wise, and again, we have to look at multiple metrics. That's over uh, almost a 4% drop. That's just in one day, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm going to give you a uh, Dowd unique statistic here because God knows the regular media, corporate puke media won't tell you this. Joe Biden. Uh, has Joe Biden been good for your 401k? Okay, I went back and looked at the historical like numbers. 18%, negative 18%. <laughs> the day, uh, January 19th, 2021, Joe Biden. What was the Dow Jones at? 30,930. Today, 31,000. 104. Basically, all of the gains that people have been touting in the Biden recovery 
have been reversed. All of that last year and a half are now gone. Uh, and, and these numbers are almost, you know, almost exactly the same numbers. That's uh, your 401k under creepy Joe. Uh, I'm going to skip this uh, anecdotal story from the Wall Street Journal. They're talking about people in marriages fighting over who gets to pick what what to buy because some things are more expensive than others. Uh, we'll leave the the fighting of Mr. and Mrs. Sternback uh, for another day. We're going to get right to uh, Eddie's. Uh, By the comment. way, as a percentage doubt, it was the ninth worst day since the turn of the 21st century wow. in the stock market. That, uh, not good. Not good. Okay. Uh, Eddie was talking about bank deposits, and uh, this is kind of an interesting thing. As recently as April, I don't think April was all that long ago, four or five months ago, many analysts, and of course, professionals can never be wrong about anything. That's why you have to do whatever Dr. Fauci says. You can't have a mind of your own. You can't look at competing theories. As recently as April, many financial analysts were scoffing at the idea that bank deposits could decline this year. Just scoffing. That, that just can't happen. Well, guess what? Deposits at American banks fell by a record $370 billion in the second quarter. That is the first decline since 2018. Deposits fell to $19.563 trillion as of June 30th, uh, down from $19.932 trillion, according to the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. Um, Biden-loving analysts were saying as recently as five months ago, it's impossible for this to happen. Not only did it happen, folks, uh, it's the worst decline in a number of years. That's just... Uh, that's just wonderful. Yeah, uh, Dow, Dow, let me, let me, I, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, uh, I'm shaking. Yeah, okay, so here we are. Um, this is as a total number. This is the seventh worst day. Make sure. The seventh worst point uh, drop. Since I, I believe this is the yeah this is the seventh worst point drop in history mm -hmm. today mm -hmm. one thousand two hundred seventy six point thirty seven and uh, that also ranks amongst and it doesn't feel that bad because overall since the twentieth uh, the turn of the twentieth century let's see uh, 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 nine nine it is the yeah it's also yeah so it's the seventh worst percentage. Uh, drop uh, as well. So there you go. Uh, there's the numbers. Yeah. And uh, in case you're looking ahead to the retail, uh, uh, <laughs> the Christmas, the Christmas shopping, uh, as I said, uh, the deposits have, you know, we're, they're still uh, over 19 trillion, but here's an in interesting statistic. Uh, you, you just don't see a $370 billion bank deposit drop quarter to quarter. The outflow uh, uh, is uh, shocking, but uh, the banking system usually stays relatively stable. It's swelled by five trillion dollars over the last two years because of all the stimmy checks so think about it if we were just under 20 trillion and just five trillion just in the last couple of years so if we were at 15 and it swelled by five in two years bank deposits swelled by a, a third is if my if my math uh, is yep. right on that right yep uh that was funny money folks that was funny money and um How's that working out for us? Okay, uh, we talked about the treasuries. Uh, uh, the treasuries. Uh, uh, by the way, one other thing: uh, the the seven of the top ten largest gains, daily point gains in the history of the market, all happened during Donald Trump's presidency. Oh, fun fact! Yeah, folks. inconvenient truth. Yes. <laughs> uh, the immediate fallout today of the of the decline in the uh, treasury prices. Okay, uh, bond prices fell sharply today, Tuesday, pushing the yield on the ten-year treasury note close to its high for 
this year. Uh, the immediate fallout, investors withdrew remaining bets that the Federal Reserve will raise short-term interest rates by less than the 75 basis point prediction that some people think is going to happen. Investors ha are recalibrating their expectations for the level of interest rates beyond that point, putting upward pressure on short-term bond yields in particular. Okay, that's the treasury situation. Now, let's look at the dollar, the strength of the dollar. And it's very rare for me to cite CNN because they're a insane Trump derangement syndrome former news organization. But this piece, Eddie, was really interesting. Few investments have increased in value during this challenging year on Wall Street, but one asset uh, in 2022 is literally green, the U.S. dollar. The greenback has soared this year yep. thanks to the Federal Reserve jacking up interest rates. Not good, by the way. Good, exactly. good, good for us, but horrible for the world. And, and think about it, the dollar index, okay, that tracks the dollar versus the pound sterling over in the UK, the euro, the Swiss franc, Japanese yen, et cetera, et cetera, has soared nearly 13% this year and is trading near its highest level uh, since way back in 2002 with the dollar at a 20-year high that will likely hurt earnings for U.S. multinational giants, you know, some of those big companies that are already announcing layoffs or preparing to engage in layoffs. Uh, why? Because the strong dollar reduces the value of sales and earnings from their overseas operations. It okay. should also be stated that if uh, Vladimir Putin was trading his oil, not just in rubles, that gas might be cheaper under a Donald Trump presidency than any time in history. As a person, I think that needs to also be drawn out at some point. Excellent point. And of course, would the invasion have ever happened if Donald Trump had been reelected? I, I think, you know, we'll, we'll never know. It's a counterfactual, but I'm inclined to think that it, there's a good chance it wouldn't have happened if Donald Trump had been reelected. Uh, that, that election, maybe that, maybe that election, maybe I'll go against my own rule. That election did matter. Uh, the U.S. Census Bureau today. Okay, this is wonk day. This is national wonk day for those of us who are always pouring over the, huh. the federal data. Um, I'm not a financial analyst, so I, I don't look at the private sector. I look at the government numbers. So things that are released by the Bureau of Labor Statistics and the Census Bureau and all that kind of stuff. Today is Wonk Day, September 13th, 2022. Every year, the Census Bureau publishes a big PDF uh, report called Income, Poverty, and Health Insurance Coverage in the United States. Uh, and they look at uh, uh, every year. It's updated every year. So today, the announcement is, and... Um, this, you know, is in keeping with our, our, our other findings. Real median household income, all right, that means adjusted for inflation, the median household is the household at the dead center. Half of all households in the country make more. Half of all households in the country make less. Median is not average. Average can be skewed by super, super wealthy people like Musk and Bale, not Musk, uh, Musk and Bezos, uh, you know, skewing that number way up. So this one gives you the dead center, center of the country, uh, you know, half of the households make more, half of the households make less. Uh, the income for the median household, not statistically different than the previous year. So there's been no median household growth uh, under Joe Biden. The official poverty rate of 11.6% was also not statistically different. No, no, no change at all. That's very, very interesting. And when it comes to healthcare, there's basically no change. An estimated 8.3% of people uh, did not have health insurance at any point during 2021. That's really about exactly where it was uh, in the previous year. So real median household income, $70,784 in 2021. Again, not statistically different from the previous year of 71186 But if you're an astute listener, you'd see that it's actually lower. Uh, it may not just because it's not statistically different. I mean, it's not lower. It's lower. Uh, um, income estimates are expressed in real or 2021 $20, dollars to reflect changes in the cost of living, which, as we all know, 
uh, inflation has uh, gone through the roof. Uh, not this doesn't take us up to the current moment, but in, uh, according to the Census uh, Bureau, between 2020 and 2021, so we're not talking about just the last couple months, inflation rose at 4.7 percent, the largest annual increase in the cost of living adjustment since. 1990, that would be what, 31, 32 years ago. So this is a big one. Um, they This is a deep dive that the Census Read Bureau Read my does. lips. No new taxes. <laughs> and then, of course, you saw the about him. and then the war. Yep. <laughs> But anyway, uh, Bidenomics, Biden policy, uh, is it working? Uh, yeah, let me let me jump in here. Let me, let me jump in right at this point. This is important. Dow, take a deep breath. Sure. Okay, so... Will Joe Biden is the question that doubt is trying to ask be held accountable during the election for the actual tangible effects of what we were seeing in the economy. And the answer is a very clear no. And the reason why is because it depends upon who is peddling the information out to you, ABC, NBC, CBS, mainstream media news. None of this stuff will be given to you. Everything that we're talking about right here won't be given in any other place at any other time. You're not feeling poor. You are poor. Will the Democrats who are, quote unquote, benefiting from Biden's new policies actually be benefiting? It's clear that they are not. The poverty line hasn't moved. The government line hasn't moved except to make people feel poor by the fact of the inflation. And inflation is a different type of tax uh, going forward. And you have to understand when you can't afford what you afforded the year before, it's the same exact impact as a taxation on your income. So you have to understand that. And uh, Joe Biden is directly responsible for that. Please continue. Uh, yeah, just I mean, we could go on forever because this is a, a rather lengthy report. I'm just going to give you, I'm going to throw out a few more because we do have our commercial free hour. Uh, Eddie's going to love this. Racial ethnic groups, okay? The households with the highest median income, okay, you start in category number one at the very top, the apex. Um not white people, folks, in this inherently racist country. Not white people. What? Asian Americans. Asian. What? $101,418 uh, in 2021. That is the uh, median income. That means Maybe that's why they give the ramen so cheap. The ramen so cheap. You know, it, it seems to me if, <laughs> Sorry, if whitey, you know, is trying to keep minorities down, we're doing a remarkably bad job when it comes to Asian people because they're minorities. They're actually they actually represent a smaller percentage of our country than black and Hispanic Americans. So we are doing a crap job keeping the Asian folks down. Again, folks, median household income for Asians, $101,418. That means half of the households are make more than that in our country. I don't know. I could live on 101. I mean, I live alone, but $101,000 a year, I, I, I could settle for that. You I live alone, you drink alone. <laughs> like oh, well, that's why I don't drink. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, non-Hispanic white, which of course is, is interesting. It used to be just white, but now it's non-Hispanic. Right? Uh, Hispanics are white. Uh, according to New Mexico, yeah. uh, everywhere around the country, they I, are not white. I agree. I just, agree. So you know. uh, just giving you the sense, this is uh, a perspective. A 77,999 according to the census, they, what the category they claim is, quote, non-Hispanic white, 77,999, followed by Hispanic, 57,981. Again, I this, could get a lot of rice and beans on $57,000. Uh, and uh, again, this is a median household income, not individual income. And at the bottom uh, in Joe Biden's America, uh, and uh, I guess what you talk is, about, Willis, uh, at the very bottom, that would be the um, black households. And of course, black, we have to capitalize Say what? The B in, in black is always capitalized. Now, yeah. White W and white is never capitalized. Is uh, Hispanic. Is, do we have a small age? Are we small? Age oh, no, Hispanics? that's been capital H. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, um, we, we fill we only get half a month and uh, 
not much credit anywhere else. Uh, $48,297 for the median household income. So that means, folks, that the black households in our country make Get less, your ass to work! less than half than the Asian households. And it's funny because when you look at um, cultural differences, mm. uh, Asian families, let's see, they have much mm. higher college attainment, mm. much lower crime rates. They play uh, chopsticks on the piano. They got the piano lessons. Ridiculously Education. low illegitimacy rates. Oh, wow. It's almost like when you keep the family together, you focus on skill cultivation. Regardless of race or ethnicity, you prosper in America. I wonder why no politician, Democrat or Republican, will say that. But Danielson, but I'll say it. Honor most important in Okinawa. Mm. Okay, median earnings. Is any of that racist that I just uh, quipped on any of that stuff? I don't think so. Uh, If you work (laughs) more, okay, full-time workers, you're getting less. This is my, uh, this will be my last, uh, my last citation from the the Census Bureau. Median earnings of those who work full-time throughout the year decreased in America by 4.1% between 2020 and 21, uh, dropping from 58.897 to 56. Four seven three. I've said, Ooh, it, I've said it before. I've say, said it again. Slow, if you slow, work doubt, full slow, time slow in America, doubt. you're a sucker. <laughs> you're slow down. Okay, I need you to repeat this. Okay, <laughs> so if you've been, I'm busting my ass over here. That's right. Uh, here's what's been happening to you. Okay, now you're. I work hard. You know, I vote Democrat. Uh, union, yes. Uh, gonna join the union. I'm gonna make sure that I stick up for my my boys in blue or, you know, my fellow workers on the line or whatever you, whatever you are selling yourself. Say it slowly over that time period, your income has declined by 4.1%. Again, this, we're talking about people who work full time between 20 and 21, uh, full time year round throughout the year. So you're just an honest, solid citizen doing your job, doing your goods or service providing job. Median earnings, half earned more, half earned less, between 2020 and 2021, you saw your pay in real terms decline by 4.1%. So if we're having a realistic election, if we're actually talking about the economy, stupid. Read my lips, no new taxes, taxes went up, George Bush got voted out one term. Uh, did not have sexual relations. You know, he came in, the governor from Arkansas. The Satan, right? From 93 to 2001 when he left office. Okay. You punished another president. You punished another party. You punished. Look at the 91-92 elections. Look at those elections and then look what happened to the parties then. This is how bad the media has gotten in terms of selling you and gaslighting you and propagandizing you to the point where you don't understand what's happening to you. You're either too drunk, too high, too stupid, or too gullible. Okay, meaning believe you believe everything that anybody tells you at any point. Oh, he's a good friend. I saw him. To go along with this crap and know at the very same time you just like you just lost five cents of every dollar you made. Compared to the year before, while you're sitting there like, ah, Donald Trump's a cook. I don't like Donald Trump. He's nothing but a crook. While you have the real crook in office with his crook son and his crooked three-letter agencies, FBI, CIA, you name them all off, okay? And they're literally stealing you blind, and you're going to continue to vote for them. Oh, and 
you don't have to vote for them, by the way. They'll vote for themselves at the polls come November. Doubt? <sighs> Thus endeth today's data dump. <laughs> there we go. There it's you a go. hot one. It's a hot one. Hey, let me it. tell you, you, you're worried about uh, uh, your, 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 well, your, 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 well, I guess your quality of life, your income's linked to your quality of life. Again, that's 2020 to 2021. So we're not, in this analysis from the Census Bureau is not figuring in the latest round of inflation spikes. Uh, Eddie, I could see median earnings for full-time workers uh, this time next year declining, uh, you know, back-to-back years. It's very easy to see that as long as inflation keeps up. Enslavement. Um, it's here, folks. It is right here, right now, at this time. Now, I went through the, and I think, you know, people sort of pay attention to what's happening in the market, regardless of whether or not that they have money in the market, okay? Um, these were the biggest intraday trades, okay? That means volatility, uh, also known as the VIX, uh, V-I-X, okay? In actuality, VIX is actually an index, uh, but the VIX will drive this trading. So the biggest swings, the bag, biggest unswings, the point swing on the day that Donald Trump, you know, <clears throat> sort of put us on lot lockdown, okay, which was Friday the 13th in March of 2020, we had a 1,904 point swing. If you think COVID doesn't matter, well, it doesn't matter from your health system, from your immunity. Uh, you know, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. It all depends upon your death sentence. I will read the quote of the, or the text of the day once again. On that day, we had the biggest point swing of 1,904 points, okay? Overall net change of nearly 2,000 points, folks, okay? The other four trailers in the top five were all negative, a net change of 2,997 back on 316 of 2020. We came back and lost nearly 3,000 points in the marketplace because we knew what was going to happen. I gave you the top daily point losses in the history of this country as a percentage, okay? Largest point changes as far as it, uh, the, of those point changes in terms of losses today, folks, is the seventh of the largest point changes is the seventh highest percentage loss in the history of the stock market. And that is just the tip of the iceberg. We have not got into shortages. We have not gone into constraints. We have not gone into all of the various other things that are going to be wreaking havoc on the economy in 2023. Please, I implore you, just please listen to me. If I have never been wrong on any of this stuff. I've always operated at a 30,000 foot view. I've always been connected, disconnected at the very same time. Okay. No skin in the game, but all the skin in the game. Okay. It is not going to get better from this point. Mark my words. It will not get better from this point unless you decide to go ahead and make it matter at the polls. Okay. I'm not saying this is Armageddon. This is economic Armageddon. The Great Reset will either follow through based upon what happens in November of this year, November in 2024, or it will, won't happen. It's up to you to defeat it. I gave you the top 13 of the top 20 gains of all time as a percentage. When did they all happen? 
during Donald Trump's administration. In fact, 12 of the top 13 all happened during Donald Trump's administration. No, no, throw out the 10th, 10, 13, 2008. Okay, 11% uh, point gain on that. This is incredible data, incredible information. And you really have to take that far of a step back from all this to understand what's really happened. Largest daily percentage losses, or a largest uh, change, uh, excuse me, in uh, point losses. Here we go. There they are. There we go. Good, 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 good. We are now on the map today. Largest daily percentage gains. Yeah, it's been since we haven't had a gain in terms of the overall net point gain anytime during Joe Biden's administration. Not one. Not one day. 550, 50, 500. Let me read your text uh, coming uh, in. Just quickly, the- Eddie, uh, yep. while I'll throw in, and I didn't mean to do this, and I, I haven't given it out in, since we started the data dump, the third hour data dump. The money that's disappearing, the layoffs we're seeing, uh, stagnant wages, maybe even declining wages. Where's government going to get the money to pay its debt? Because that has to come from productive activity in the private sector. As of today, the Treasury Department's Federal Debt to the Penny website, $30.898 trillion with a T, total public debt outstanding for the United States. They, they got us where they want us, right? High you know, or stoned, drunk, stupid, gullible, voting Democrat. They got you right where they want you. Hard to believe after all of this, looking at the home stretch, what, what are we, uh, are we 63 days, 53 days? What what are we, uh, 53 days, I think 54 days until the election. They got you right where they want you. They didn't have to do a single thing right except to give more money, pile along the central bankers, the World Economic Forum, you know, the, um, the great banking families of the world. You know, that's really all they had to focus on. Whew. Do you think they're worried about this on Martha's Vineyard and in Malibu? Not at all. Seems like those folks. They know they'll be profiting. Well. They know the game is always tailored in their favor, always. And the working man, you know, the teachers, the workers, the providers, the people who work for small business, you know, you're going to see a massive number of small businesses go under in 2023. They won't be able to take the next sortie. They won't. Then they will not. On a principled level, they, they'll just check out. They'll be like, I'm done. I, I can't go through this again. I'm, I don't know what, what they're going to throw at me next, but I know it won't be good for me and I'm not going to be a part of this. And I move into a red state and on a preserve, at least in a red state, a little bit more sanity than I have in a place like New Mexico. You think I'm crazy? We, we, we talked about COVID for nearly you know, two hours, a good uh, hour and a half. Okay? All we have to tell you is that's the data, that's the science, that's everything that they told you to follow. And everything that they've told you to follow is completely and totally false. Let's talk about the unvaccinated. That would be you and me, Dowd. <clears throat> We're less healthy, less happy. We're about to die uh, because what? We didn't take the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated control group reports its findings, ladies and gentlemen. 
It's clear that many are now waking up to the realization that much of the government narrative on the pandemic was wrong and that many of the COVID-19 preventative measures did not harm, did more harm than good. But both candidate for UK prime minister have recently admitted the lockdowns were a mistake. In particular, many of the unsuspecting public who submitted the vaccinations are now beginning to question the need for them. Vaccinations have not fulfilled the claims of the manufacturers and the governments and few in mainstream science seem to have anticipated the frequent mutations under the early vaccines, largely useless. Now, more are now starting to question the unexpected, the sometimes fatal conditions, which some of the vaccinated mysteriously develop soon after vaccination. Others simply have the vaccine fatigue and can't be bothered going for any more jabs. Furthermore, there are more now who know something about immunology and can see natural immunity from having contracted the virus. Didn't we say that from the beginning, Doubt? Natural immunity. Heard immunity we weren't experts you couldn't no. you couldn't listen to a thing we said and Those treat any are, trigger your credibility not jobs not jobs all of them i tracked the data right until day 60 may 13th of 2020 then we abandoned all that and we like we got to impeach this bitch we got to get rid of her she's crazy sorry for the b word but i think it's necessary against many of the future variants they have also had long recognizing that you cannot stop the highly infectious virus spreading as was acknowledged in the evidence-based UK pandemic plan capriciously jettisoned by Boris Johnson and his quote-unquote expert advisor, if we were talking about the U.S. Burks and Fauci, one of the two fatal flaws of Donald Trump. One was the bailout, $6 trillion. Second was trusting Burks and Fauci. They can also see that these experts recommended means of avoiding the virus, mass lockdown, social distancing have not worked. We're now seeing the results of the zero COVID policy in China. Oh my gosh, China is literally experiencing Armageddon and you're not hearing a word about it. Where successive cities are being placed in lockdown. Meanwhile, news is beginning to creep out of the success of natural remedies as well as banned drugs such as ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, which can protect against the infection and keep it from becoming serious. Interestingly, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control, CDC, which provided the official recommendations on lockdown, masks and social distancing, throughout the pandemic followed slavishly in the UK and elsewhere has now quietly changed its guidance to advocating personal responsibility by stating that quote unquote persons can use information about the current level of COVID-19 impact on the community to decide which prevention behaviors to use and when here in New Mexico, you'll follow what both Michelle Lujan Grisham and Tim Keller tell you to do. Why? Because they hand out the bread for the circuses all the time. Right? That's what you got. Oh, pay attention to this. Look at that. Persons can use the information about the current level of COVID-19 impact on their community to decide which prevention behaviors to use and when they are now recommending the individual risk assessment. Take responsibility for yourself. Don't you know? We don't know what to tell you anymore. You didn't follow what we told you to say the first or to do the first time. Since the elderly and those with comorbidities have always been a much greater risk than healthy children and young adults, much of the revised CDC guidance could have been cut and pasted from the Great Barrington Declaration. Who wants to believe those guys now? It's just such a pity that so many of us have been attacked, canceled, and sacked from our jobs for saying this from the beginning. Although there was much talk about the pandemic achieving herd immunity from the infection or vaccination, we're no longer hear anything about this. Since it has been concluded the vaccination does not bring about the herd immunity, achieving herd immunity through infection would negate the validity of vaccine rollout. In fact, you can't achieve herd immunity because you have a majority that have taken the vaccination. And they, of course, are spreaders. Why? Because they've taken the vaccination. 
Since vaccinations were introduced, it's become impossible to assess the natural herd immunity, but there are no reasons to suppose it would not have been achieved. I think it would have. In the absence of vaccines, there's plenty of evidence of pre-existing immunity from other coronaviruses. By the way, we will post this once again. It's from the dailyseptic.org. It's not clear exactly how many of us are completely unvaccinated. Figures range from 5 million to over 23 million. Got to be significantly higher than that, but this is, of course, from the UK. This matters because over 23 million represents about 35% of the UK population and not so insubstantial proportion. Interestingly, the 35% of the exact same proportion of the official number of unvaccinated globally. So much for the unvaccinated being a tiny and insignificant minority. We can all remember how governments around the world have tried to stigmatize the unvaccinated as pariahs for the last 18 months because of their selfishness in refusing the vaccine, thereby placing others at risk of potentially transmitting COVID-19. Yet all the evidence indicates that vaccination does not prevent transmission of COVID-19, a point that even the vaccine manufacturers now readily acknowledge, yet they are rolling out new boosters. The CDC has also tacitly acknowledged this by stating that the prevention recommendations no longer differentiate based upon a, pay, a person's vaccination status because breakthrough infections occur. Oh, breakthrough. It even grudgingly allows for natural immunity by stating persons who have COVID-19 but are not vaccinated have some degree of protection against severe illness from their previous infection and who, at, after at least two and a half years of exposure to highly transmissible viruses, has not had COVID-19 even asymptomatically. So why bother getting the vaccinated, the vaccination at all? So what are the experiences of the unvaccinated? Here we are. Doubt you could state yours, I could state mine, but according to the UK study of the Daily Septic, a recent study led by Dr. Rob Verkirk of the Alliance for Natural Health International evaluating survey results from 18,500 completely unvaccinated respondents feel vindicated here, folks. To a survey by the international UK-based control group cooperative, found that reasons for avoiding COVID-19 vaccination included distrust of health authorities, that's me, governments or pharmaceutical industry, uh, that's me, uh, insufficient evidence of safety or effectiveness and concerns over potential injuries or adverse reactions, that's doubt. Over 70% relied on natural remedies for prevention and treatment, that's both of us. While two thirds also use repurposed generic off-patent drugs such as ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Many of you ordered it independently sales of which provide no revenue to the world's leading pharmaceutical companies. Now, well, well, they're very cheap. I mean, I guess if the Africans can That's afford right. it, it must not be good. So were the unvaccinated individuals all COVID-free? No, uh, that was neither expected nor desired. One cannot build up natural immunity without contracting the infection. Yeah. Among those who contracted COVID-19 during the reporting period, only 0.4% reported hospitalization of the unvaccinated Dowd. I remember you saying 0.4%. I'd rather have COVID than take the vaccine. Absolutely. And I think you, there's a lot I of wisdom to, in that, folks. <laughs> let's have a COVID party. That's right. Let's just, let's all get together, have, have a couple box. of beers and uh, <laughs> kiss each other. You got COVID? Come and give me a kiss. <laughs> As either in or outpatient, since this was an international cohort, it's not possible to compare this figure to national hospitalization rates, which are not often not available. However, a rate of 0.4 is sufficiently low to suggest that the unvaccinated have not placed a significant additional burden on healthcare systems. They said we were the villains, right? Oh, yeah. You're making people sick. Yep. Yep. Well, there have been plenty of media headlines mentioning the pandemic of the unvaccinated. The actual evidence for this was always thin on the ground that it has 
since evaporated altogether. This is particularly so when bearing in mind that anyone who contracts COVID-19 within two weeks of vaccination is labeled unvaccinated. Instead, a recent study showed that in the UK, there's an increasing number of COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations, and deaths among the vaccinated elderly. Dowd uh, restate the most recent reports from the New Mexico Department of Health, a majority of those who have recently died, a percentage of which is? Uh, yes, the uh, majority of the people who have died from COVID in our state in the last month, that would be 57.1% are the people who have either uh, their full course or at least one injection of the so-called vaccination. Not keeping you safe. I can't believe we're even having this discussion at this point. I mean, the data is in your face. It's telling you exactly what has happened. And yet you're still denying it because you cannot believe you have been lied to. Dr. Rachel Nicole, medical researcher, lecturer, and writer. Would love to meet this woman. The vast majority of hospitalized control group respondents reported to use, reported no use, excuse me, of natural remedies or repurposed drugs in hospital, reflecting the mainstream belief that the products don't work. You need to take your shot. You need to wear your mask. You need to practice social distancing. Do what you're told, Dr. Disgrace. And should not be used in a healthcare setting. This meant that any ongoing benefit they might have experienced from the remedies was immediately curtailed. Although not mentioned by the authors, another factor potentially affecting severity of disease in the cohort of individuals who believed in self-care was the likely lower incidence of comorbidities, obesity, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, which have been found to predict more severe disease. Disturbingly, the respondents reported a high incidence of mental health issues. Your courage has been rewarded, folks, with the social cram down of making you feel inept, insufficient, and basically an insubordinate, and therefore evil. If you did not take it, we are not crazy, but a majority of you are feeling as if you are crazy for not adhering to what the state government and the national governments and the world health organizations are telling you. According to Dr. Rachel Nicole, it's likely because of the legalized sacking from jobs due to being unvaccinated. It's not your fault, yet you are being made to feel as it is your fault. 29% in respondents from Australia and New Zealand. You've no doubt seen the videos, the Instagrams, the Facebook posts of people being pulled over, arrested, taken in because they don't have their vaccination cards, folks. Auckland is Athland. Personal hate campaigns experienced by many and being a target of governmental victimization, 50%, 57% to 61% in Australia.
Other useful nuggets from the survey included the hey, fact hey, this that is the yes. one. we got to stop. This is the best line in the whole. What, what go ahead. About go ahead. This, go no, ahead. no, it, this is the best line. This is the unvaccinated. I'll let you do it. You go ahead. Uh, this is the one that just jumped off the screen at me. Other useful nuggets from the survey, the survey of the unvaccinated, included the fact that those who reported never wearing facial coverings or masks also experienced the lowest incidence of suspected or confirmed COVID-19, the lowest incidence of suspected or confirmed COVID-19, indicating once again that masks are ineffective in stopping a virus. The greatest gaslighting in the history of the world and the greatest sign of the Armageddon has been COVID-19. It's up to us to slit our own throats. This particular paper was originally placed with the print print server ResearchGate, removed on the grounds that the quote-unquote content may be exposed to harm, potentially legal liability, or in breach of its terms. Happily, Dr. Verkut's team and the control group cooperative preserved 18,500 of them. The analysis and the interpretation revised and even expanded form has now been successfully peer-reviewed and published in a much bolder International Journal of Vaccine Theory, Practice, and Research, which Dr. Rachel Nicole says is an excellent commentary on this study, has also been put out by the Alliance for Natural Health. That's the epilogue of this COVID journey, of where we're at. I would love to talk no longer about COVID again. We are at this point where I think that this is over. I've given you the outcomes after the election. Just to restate those outcomes once again, if the Democrats win both the House and the Senate because of the economic demigration of the world at that point and all of the woke Green New Deal politics that's going on and knowing that they can never get back to those points where we can grow productively again in the world, right? That you will own nothing and be okay with it. If we win them, if they win the midterms, there will be lockdowns and mass across the country. You will likely have a splitting of this country, the likes of which Texas, if they're lucky enough to go ahead and win the gubernatorial candidates, and there's no guarantee on that. I gave you analysis on that. Pennsylvania, Georgia, the Senate race there with Herschel Walker. Hard to believe we're talking about that. And then Arizona, you have uh, Carrie. Um, what's uh, what's, what's her last name? Lake. Carrie Lake. Yeah. The uh, newscaster. Uh, grew up watching her. I kind of a say, spitfire. I didn't think much of her at, oh, at she's the beginning. Good. But boy, she I'm came telling you, I'm coming around on uh, the, Her ego is healthy. Her ego is nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm, all, I'm so ready for Carrie Lake. Uh, I don't know if she's going to be able to pull it out because of the level of election corruption uh, that's down there. So that is what is writing on all of this. 550, uh, 500 if you want to uh, text in. Uh, here's the uh, final points here. What is the reality? Well, uh, COVID apparently was here already in 2019. Brownstone Institute writes about this. Okay. It was proven that the virus... Uh, if you felt <laughs> sick, oh, I felt bad. Oh, I think I had the COVID. You probably did, actually. It was already uh, throughout the world by 2019, November 2019. The shifting COVID narrative might be seismic. So it was the narrative that was coming after the actual COVID. So uh, for a lot of you, you're like, you're like, 
I was sick. It was inexplicable. I was tired. I was fatigued. I couldn't do this. Like you actually have an explanation now. You don't need a public health official to come and validate whether or not you were sick. They didn't come to your home and address, oh, we needed to run a test for COVID because they couldn't do it. Estimates of the number of people who had already developed natural immunity as well as the infection fatality rate might be dramatically different. It would suggest that the disease was not nearly as lethal as experts had originally proclaimed. People may have just had, I don't know, something that they couldn't explain. I felt kind of off. Like, it could have been that light, folks. Believe it or not. We still can't test fully for antibodies at this point. Doubt, am I correct in saying that? I don't know if I'm 100%. We can't fully test for antibodies for COVID. I don't think it's as uh, good as we want it to be. Yeah. But it's not as bad as the worthless PCR test. Okay, good. All right. (laughs) The mass fear in the public, a prerequisite for lockdowns later for mass vaccinations, might be much lower, according to the Brownstone Institute. It's public, excuse me, it's odd public health officials and investigative journalists have eschewed serious investigations that might confirm the virus had already spread around the world before January 1st of 2020. So you can see that in our notes. We'll post that. That was uh, right there. And uh, finally, also from the Brownstone Institute, uh, ready, uh, written by Debbie Lerman, August 31st, 2022, talking about Burks, Burks, and Burks. It wasn't just Fauci. Okay. And it's an important article, I think, that so many people need to read. Many of the public officials were compromised. Um, I think we should probably go back to Mr. Pottinger. Have you done any more investigations? Oh, God, he's on my list. I got to get to him. Yeah, I think that's probably the most important important things uh, to discuss at this point. So I think... And and this Burke's piece is is a... It replays an interview with one of the senior officials in the Trump administration who basically said uh, he... Trump has no power... Uh, the public health establishment is just running things. Alex uh, Azar? Uh, unbelievable. Uh, it was Paul Alexander. He was the epidemiologist. And it just, the guy at the top of the, whether you like him or not, he did run the executive branch at the time. And the deep state, and in the form of the public health establishment, just sort of laid waste to all opposition. And, and, the, and the insanity ensued. And we got, we ended up with what we ended up with. And Burks, of course, was a big part of that. Big part. She has uh, remade herself as of recently. Oh, yeah. So uh, there you go. This is just... Me? I didn't do anything wrong. The, the, the greatest crime in the history of this world uh, is... Appalling. is What? Appalling. What yeah. happened? I mean... I mean... There you go. Down your top five. Bring it in. Yeah, folks. Uh, again, uh, rockoftalk.chat, the daily email that can come, called the Daily Blast, and so named by one uh, Edward Aragon a few uh, years ago. The daily email that will be in your inbox at 4 a.m. Here are the links that people clicked on the most uh, from today's Daily Blast. Uh, number one, uh, our, our, good, our beautiful soy boy and soy girls at Source New Mexico. A new mosquito is stalking New Mexico. Is the state ready? We're all going to die. Um, this was not by Austin Fisher, our little soy boy. Oh, this, wow. was, this was by someone Surprise. else. Uh, and on Twitter, I called her future crazy cat lady. Uh, number two, the Rio Rancho Observer uh, reporting on the governor coming up and charging up those Sandoval County Democrats to get out uh, for the big touchdown uh, pass at the end of the game and to beat the uh, horrible, horrible Republicans. Is that her reptile speech, her infamous reptile speech? Oh, she probably wore boots, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number three, uh, Yvette Harrell, uh, interesting piece of legislation. She wants to recruit more veterans. Uh, a lot oh. of people don't want to go into the military because they don't want to get injected with this stuff that uh, is of uh, dubious value and unknown danger. Uh, number four, George Washington University, my alma mater. There's a wonderful organization that are called the National Security Archive. They declassify documents and bring them to the fore. What did Nixon know and when did he know about know it about the Chile uh, coup? 
Uh, and number five, Ooh. yeah, uh, uh, and Pinochet. Five, Pinochet. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, and number five, I think we got uh, Eddie. It was, oh, it was my piece uh, from the other day. Uh, yeah, my piece. Uh, wow, Dad, you're yeah. making the top five of oh, your own. Nice, nice. Thank you. There folks. we go. All right, we'll see you right nearly tomorrow, 4 p.m. Dad will be back at his castle. In the kingdom of doubt, and I'll be here in the Kiva. Join me for our hump day on AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM.